everybody, welcome to episode number 326 of Video Game Apocalypse. I am your interim host, Matthew Allen. Michael Rapares is out on assignment, who is here in the patreon.com slash laser time. Justin Allen Memorial Studio of the Airwaves with me. Chris Antista takes your question. <laughs> and? 90 Day Fiance person, <laughs> tra- uh, T.L. Foster. I've been, watching, okay. I've been watching a lot of 90 Day Fiance. I'm not proud of it. But it's a show that I watch now. I'm proud of the fact that I have no idea what that is. Okay, yeah, so there's yep. there's these people uh, who get married and from different countries. Whoa, whoa, so, whoa. Let me stop you right there. I didn't ask for you to explain what that is <laughs> to me. I really don't care. Yeah, we're, we're a little older than you. Our brain can't hold that much information. We can't waste it on yep. shit like yep. this. You're going to push out important <laughs> stuff. It's on the TLC channel. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to forget how to warp in a Ninja Turtles game if you tell me this. Mm. Uh, but that's not what we're here to talk about. What are we here to talk about, gentlemen? Fucking video games? I guess video games. games is right, yes. Uh, and there's actually kind of a pretty big video game, uh, coming out very soon that inspired me to do our, this week's top five. So, in the game Wolfenstein Youngblood, uh, as you ah. may be aware, you get to play BJ Blauschkowitz's daughters. Uh, so that made me think, well, what other video games have let you play as the progeny, the offspring, if you will, of your favorite video game heroes? And that inspired this week's top five. I know, I know of one I played this weekend. Really? Mixed list, yes. Well, maybe it will be on our top five, or maybe you're going to have to bring it up in our kind of honorable mention segment. I could, I could put it, in, I could even put it in new releases because it's it's vaguely related to that. Oh. Mm, mm-hmm. That is a tantalizing tease for what we will discuss right after the break. You're welcome. Let's get scratching. What is up, fellas? Losing a little on the dome? It's okay. Losing your hair sucks. Hey, but two out of three guys will experience hair loss by the time they're 35. But you got keeps the easiest and most affordable way to keep the hair that you have. You don't have to pay full price for FDA-approved products. In fact, for a limited time, you can receive your first month of treatment for free just by going to keeps.com slash laser. Keeps is super easy to get started with and takes less than five minutes to sign up for. On their website, a licensed physician will review your information and give you the right treatment, and better still, it ships right to your door every three months. Remember, these are not magic pills, but FDA-approved hair loss products, the generic stuff, to save you money. You may have even tried them before, but not at this price. And Keeps treatments are 90% effective in reducing and stopping further hair loss. Stop paying exorbitant amounts of money for hair loss treatment. You can do it because Keeps will let you do it between 10 and 35 bucks a month. Plus, you can try out your first month free right now. That's one hell of a deal for keeping your hair. So if you suffer from hair loss, the last thing you need is to wait to see a doctor. So with Keeps, there's finally a way to get the help you need when you need it. And for a limited time, you can receive your first month of treatment for free by going to Keeps.com slash laser. Once again, that URL is K-E-E-P-S dot com slash laser, L-A-S-E-R. Come on. And we're back to talk about what, Chris? Uh, video game sperm hatchling. Churn. The churn of video games. <laughs> or, yes, the uh, video games that let you play as the children of your favorite heroes. Ah, yay. Starting with... Number five. I love it. 
Those, those those bars sound a little familiar. Chris, any guesses? I am a big, big fan of this game. This would be Donkey Kong Jr. You are absolutely correct, yes. This is Donkey Kong Jr., um, which is the game that, uh, yeah, it followed up this smash hit Donkey Kong. This is the one where... Instead of playing as Mario or Jumpman, if you will, you get to play as Junior himself, and you're out to save his dad. Um, and what's unique about this is Mario is actually sort of a bad guy when you play this game, uh, including in uh, cutscenes such as this. That uh, UFO-sounding thing was actually just a helicopter uh, where yeah, Mario is transporting uh, Donkey Kong because, you know, between levels, he's basically taking him from place to place. Uh, well, as was canonical in Saturday's Super Cake. I was going to say. year prior. It's, it's funny you mentioned that. <laughs> uh, would you happen to be talking about this particular cartoon? Donkey Kong! Well, it's so much older than the 80s, but yeah, that's legendary Soupy Sales as Donkey Kong. Yeah, I was glad it's Soupy Sales because it sounded a little bit like Bill Cosby's cartoon voice, like from Fat Albert. Which Just one? A little bit. His, his, his Fat Albert. But Or I thought you might have also been talking about this cartoon, which if you listen closely, uh, harkens back to that. So that, that was the theme song from the original Donkey Kong cartoon. Now listen to the theme song from the Donkey Kong Jr. cartoon. <laughs> And actually, huh. in the intro, you can see it uses the same props. So in the Donkey Kong cartoon, there's like – it's like a circus wagon that has his picture on it that he escapes from. And then in the Donkey Kong Jr. intro, it shows tragic. that same thing where he's like escaped from it. It's quite tragic because he's traveling around the country on motorcycle looking for his lost dad. Yes. Who's the star of a cartoon in the same show. With, with oh, you Shaggy. mean like this? Junior, I got a funny feeling we lost the trail. Well, we've got to find it, Bones, because Papa Donkey Kong is somewhere in this forest. I'm a baby monkey. Do what I, I said. if we climb these trees, we can see the trail. Wait. Way. So yeah, wow. he's, he's, this is, um, I don't know exactly when this released or was made in comparison, in comparison to Scooby-Doo, but basically this, they're capitalizing on the whole Scrappy-Doo phenomenon, uh, to the point where Donkey Kong Jr. even has his own famous catchphrase, which you heard in his intro song. All I can hear is a boner. <laughs> <laughs> he's an ape. He's not a monkey. He's an ape. <laughs> like <laughs> he has no opposable tail. He is an ape. It is ugh. Uh. But right, isn't I, that the, the most trite bullshit? That it's like instead of puppy power, it's literally they're just like, oh well, what sounds like oh monkey muscle? Now we get there. We go. Yeah, uh, we talked about this on Laser Times episode of the game cartoons. Um, the first, the first edition, the first edition. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, this is a. That cartoon cavalcade is a whole nightmare. A fucking terror. travesty. Yeah, it's a nightmare here. Like, 
Ugh, it's yeah, really bad. Uh, to be honest, the reason I threw a lot of these clips in here is because I know you had done that show, but also there's really not much you can say about Donkey Kong Jr. as a game. You're just basically trying to save your dad. You climb from vine to vine. The gameplay itself sounds a bit like this. Now, I did pull something from a later level, and I want to see if you guys hear what I hear. But when so this this one of the later levels, it's like kind of like in a computer science lab area. Listen to the background noise of the computer and tell me if it sounds like anything familiar to you. Dr. Mario. Hmm. Maybe a little, but that's not what I was thinking. Well, what were you thinking? Uh, I was thinking Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory with oh, Mike shit. TV, TV Mike? when he broadcasts like the Mike TV stuff. Yeah, does not doesn't it sound like when they broadcast them as a chocolate? Listen to this again. Can it, you nit? Yeah. Oh no, don't! Yeah, Someone stop him, please. <laughs> I mean, it's it's literally that. It's got to be that sound effect, right? Again, right. my favorite line in Willy Wonka and the Ch- Chocolate Factory. Is with TV Mike, and it, it I oh I never knew that that movie was from 1970. I thought it was made the day before. But TV Mike is firing his guns off, and like Dad says, I can't have a real one. And he turns the camera, not till you're 12, son. And, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, like I, I I am one of the few. I think one of the few people who loves Donkey Kong Jr. Maybe I may have even played it more than Donkey Kong. I mean, not that I had a choice as a kid that, this young to remember it. I know I definitely played it more because it was on the NES and Donkey Kong was hard as shit. Like, I feel like I could get a lot further in Donkey Kong Jr. Well, I, what I liked about it is that everything, it was way more colorful and every single level was kind of different. Mm. Yeah, no, you're right. And we, we, we played like kind of that science lab computer level. One level was more like a jungle with vines that you would swing from vine to vine. Um, there was those levels that there was like birds flying everywhere, which yeah. I heard this sound a lot playing this game. Long death noise. Get those quarters out. What you heard there is Donkey Kong Jr. just falling to his death. You know, anytime you collide with anything on the screen, you just kind of hear this. Which is weird. He's a fucking ape. Did we decide on TL? Yeah, he's an ape. <laughs> he has no tail. He's a fucking ape. There's no way a bird kills him in one in like in a single just by coming near his hitbox. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Is I don't know, man. Birds birds are weird. Is the last Donkey Kong Jr. appearance? Uh, Mario Kart? Yeah, I think so. that's his last playable appearance. He was, he has a cameo, I think, in Tropical Freeze, mm. depending on how you want to look at it, whatever the fuck Rare's done to the canon. I'm, I'm so glad we're talking about this. And it's the important <laughs> stuff, really. It so, is fascinating. Uh, yeah. Because I love Donkey Kong. Because my understanding is, so actual Donkey Kong, what we know as Donkey Kong nowadays, like for Mario Kart, it, that's, that's, Junior? That's, no, 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 no. So. It's Cranky Kong. Donkey Kong, so Donkey Kong, original Donkey Kong, is Cranky Kong. Donkey Kong Jr. is what we know as Ty Donkey Kong's father. Because Cranky Kong is canonically, I think that's as of, um, as of Donkey Kong Returns, is canonically the grandfather of And we Donkey say Kong. canonical, Nintendo put in a harmless joke and a bunch of serious game fans took it as canon. Hi, it's me, <laughs> the game fan who watches lore videos and I, that is not a joke. Uh, I, it's, it's, I'm not, I, I don't mean to throw shade. Talking about Donkey Kong canon is one of my most favorite things to do. Uh, yeah, no, uh, Donkey Kong, so yeah, uh, canonically, Donkey Kong Jr. is the dad of Ty Donkey Kong. 
Yes, but then Donkey Kong Jr. just sort of faded. Well, I, he's in trop. I read that he's in Tropical Freeze mm-hmm. somewhere. I never saw him, but I, I can't imagine it's 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 in his singlet, his kick-ass singlet. That's why uh, that's why Donkey Kong and Mario Kart, the original Mario Kart, looks that way. Yes, uh, I don't know. I just I love Junior so much, and 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 I think the cabinet art is my favorite Nintendo arcade cabinet for real. With with Donkey Kong in uh, in bars. Yeah, 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 but like, but it's so much more like, well, because like, like Donk, the original Donkey Kong chooses that. You know, it's, you know, I keep talking about that. That Stranger Things represents like the the hangover of the seventies, like a lot of browns and yellows, and the Donkey Kong Junior is just eighties and blue and pink and like all different colors. It's fucking fantastic. Yeah, I love the art from Donkey Kong Junior, and I, I I know a ton of people hate the game, but. Uh, I'll never hate it. I'm a Donkey Kong 3 man, so that is where my bread is buttered. That's ridiculous. Okay, now that's ridiculous. You're a Stanley the Bugman man? Hey, look, I like to put gas up Donkey Kong's ass, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like to hit him with a little gold bomb between the legs. I, I, that's that's my kind of <laughs> gameplay. And I, and I, I do... I, I always... I love this story as I was a lonely boy not having any fun when I was deployed to the one and only Call of Duty... Uh, what was it? The Call of Duty Festival? Oh, uh, when, what was that? COD- for Modern Warfare Three? Yeah, what was that COD uh, convention called? It, oh man, I forget. I totally forget. I was there. I did all the shit. I ran <laughs> missions. I did a zipline. I, I played this, this a is paintball what happens when in, 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 in scrapyard. Well, you know, Michael wouldn't remember the name of the stupid convention. All I remember is that I saw Dropkick Murphys and Kanye West for free. Ah, and, and, and drank with Nick Swardson. <laughs> But of course, af- at- after the festival was over, I went home alone and partied with no one. Except the ambassador program had just happened on the 3DS, and I played Donkey Kong Jr. until my fucking eyes bled. And I, th- I still hold out. If I ever come across a, a arcade machine for like less than four hundred dollars, which is kind of impossible, my buddy Adam tells me, I think I want to go for the record in Donkey Kong Jr. <laughs> I'm not oh, kidding. Wow. Are we going to have a Steve Weeby? I'm about to say, just why don't you? No, just... I'm probably more of a Billy Mitchell type if I'm going to get that masculine. <laughs> yeah, just but... get you a main emulator, play it, and then mock it up like you did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Erase. I really appreciate the hot sauce you sent. By the way, it's delicious. Yeah, that's not hot sauce. Um, <laughs> but gross, uh, gross. All right. Well, here's something that's not gross. This is actually really cute or chibi, as you might call it, with our... Number four. Any idea what that is just from the read clip? Of course I know what this is. This I, I rocked this soundtrack for a long, long time. Two, over 200 tracks, almost all of which made it into Okami HD. Right. So, this, But this isn't Okami. I know. What what is this? Okami Den. You are absolutely right. This is Okami. Colon the only other Okami. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, yes. Uh, it, this is the handheld version of Okami, uh, which is not starring uh, Amaterasu or a- Ami. Or See, Amy, that's what I wanted to talk. I, I don't know because I'm like Okami the Wolf is just incarnate. Uh, like incarnate of the Amaterasu, the sun god. Right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, who, what is Okami Den? Okami Den stars Chibi Teratsu, uh, Amy's hey. son, and oh. which we can hear in this clip. <laughs> oh, it's an adorable puppy, you guys. It's a puppy. 
It's an adorable puppy with an adorable butthole. You can watch the whole time. <laughs> so I'll, I'll go ahead and uh, say this, throw this out here so I can lose all my credibility. Never played Okami. I don't plan to play Okami now because it's too late. I've never played Okami, so all of this is well. I, I like I. I've never finished Okami, but I I played it really late, and I especially I play. I remember I'll wait for it to come on Wii, the superior version. The o- Okami HD is fucking beautiful, and it's 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 a typical of the PlayStation Two era, kind of a slow start. But once you get into it, it's like it's a fucking Zelda game, and it's gorgeous. Yeah, that's the thing is it is very Zelda. It's um, but I. TL, I don't think you're the only one guilty of not playing Okami. Just, it was one of those things where, like, everyone kept their eye on that game for such a long time, and it was one of the most anticipated games, and it, it just, you know, with the unique art style, and, and the, and the, it, it actually took pretty good advantage of the Wii controls. It was just one of those things where, you know, sometimes some games, like, they're, they're so long, you know, like, the marketing and the anticipation is so long that you actually don't recall when the game came out. It was just like, oh, that, yeah that came out that's sort of what happened with well at least with me and okami and i think actually happened with a lot of people it's like oh that that thing came out and then they they kept re-releasing it on different platforms like it's one of those games you can find today all the time on sale for like 14 dollars or less i picked i picked up for for four bucks on switch recently so i I encourage everybody to do that because like i I know i'm not shilling it uh but like i fell in love with it finally and it all clicked for me with okami hd because it looks as beautiful it shows an art style that'll look better the, the older the game gets. It'll always look cool. Yeah, it, it looks kind of timeless. I will say the 3DS version. That's what I don't was, know about. Oh my god! Was this 3DS or was this DS? Sorry, it's regular. Oh, it, uh, I think it's regular DS. Okay. And 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 it's just it's one of those things. Like I think the gameplay is pretty decent. The same art style was chosen, but I do not think that can be upresed or go on any other platform. I think in hindsight, if any were, anybody were to come out with a system as weird as Nintendo's two-screen system, nobody would develop games for it because they can't go anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, I think that's a huge bummer because this, this game got kind of shit on when it came out. I mean, like, just because I think it, it seemed like a natural marriage that, that paint brushing, doing the paintbrush techniques would be much easier with the stylus, uh, and, and the touch sensitive pad. But, uh, I, I think it was a little too ambitious. For the for the DS, and it's just a bummer. Like not even a th- Nintendo never ported two DS games to the three DS. Like gave that ability. I just think that's a fucking. That was a huge oversight. Mm-hmm. Um, especially like it could it could happen right now. The three DS is like four or five days left in its life cycle. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's that's the thing. Is it's like in terms of the game, it's 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 capitalizing on and, and probably improving on in many ways that original game and actually. You know the controls, the brush controls, which we heard the, the the intro sound was really that's the the sound that plays the song that plays after you do one of your brush powers. That actually it perfectly translated to the DS. You know, you drew on the screen and and that would trigger your powers. Whereas on the Wii, you kind of had to use the Wii mote and do something similar. But um, I don't know, just like it was one of those things where when you scale that down, and the original had already been sort of overlooked. I feel like this is a game that's criminally overlooked. I think maybe one of the things, you know, keeping people away from it, it is very chibi. Like, everything about this game is super cute. And, and, and you know, it's it almost... I don't want to say they went after, like, kids with this game, but it, it has that, like, kitty, chi- you know, chibi vibe to it. And so if you're not into that, ah, you, you might you might overlook this game, which is a shame, because you'd be overlooking a very good Zelda-like. Yeah. and it, Again, it's a total bummer that, like... 
games Okami got a second shot by being able to be to, to go to other platforms, and this game probably never will, given given the system it was on. It's yeah, that's that's sort of the problem with the DS and, and Nintendo when they innovate in general, it's like you can't bring a lot of Wii games to other platforms. You can't There's, bring some Wii U games over, goddammit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean we were we were curious how Mario Maker two would turn out because of the lack of the of the touchpad thing and it ended up okay, but you know, and same thing with anything on the DS or three DS is just like wow, you can't reproduce those games. Like I'm really curious actually to see what the emulator scene ends up becoming for the 3ds or the ds you know I don't, it's already perfect I, is it good is it good yeah, it's already perfect i mean i didn't you didn't hear me say it kids but what do you I do, like, do i'm an influence if if you were if you had a friend who was into that scene chris how would he be playing those games is it do you trace stuff with your mouse or what do you do to approximate i, I forget because screen? like i actually got i actually um was gifted uh, a, a modded 3DS with a video out. So that's whenever we stream 3DS games, it's coming directly from a 3DS. It, but I know I'd, I'd used the emulator before. Actually, maybe it's still on my desktop. Let me see. Uh, <laughs> there's not. I mean, I mean, with the hardware, there's not a really good 3DS emulator like that can like run smoothly. Like the, those games are still kind of. I don't know. It's just that whole scene is a whole other thing. But you should be lucky that, that 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 3DS you have, Chris, is. Worth oh close to a thousand dollars. What? Yes, dude. With the video out, 3ds. There's a lot of streamers who pay a lot of money. They still pay like it's it's a, yeah it's a little it's a little jank. But I know the process through which it was obtained. Um, I just watched a documentary about this. It was really great. Uh, is some is a couple people in Japan will like open it up and mod it, and there's like a six to seven month wait. Yes, it is, like it is and, not as someone who's and it's not cheap. Yeah, someone who's thought about. Uh, uh, streaming 3DS games. Yeah, it's not a really easy process. But if you have a 3DS, I just checked Amazon. Maybe we'll throw a link on the page. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's still, it, there are seven left in stock of, as of this recording for thirty three ninety nine, and they play on your 3DS, I believe. Right? Wow. DS games play on your 3DS. Well, that would make this little pupper very, very happy. Oh, oh, oh. So yeah, uh, more people should have paid attention to this. It was it was a game that was let's just say it was I was it was hard to find. But here's a game that was hard to miss uh, when we go with our number three. <laughs> Someone shut up that ice cream truck. <laughs> Everything you hate about that, I actually love about that. Um, I think some of the sound effects gave away what that was. Could you guys guess? Yeah, but I also looked, I also looked at the notes. Yeah. <laughs> Here, let me give a, let me uh, give a bad guess because it's some old shit that I don't know about. Because I'm a millennial. <sighs> I, well, yeah, I think it falls just in under the millennial purview. 1983 yes. is the year. I was well, not, one of these games. I was say I was not yeah. born for. I was negative three years old. And I just it, it, again like um, man, I don't want to get too far into this. We we when we talked about Saturday Super Kid, one of the stupid things I found out uh, about the cartoon the the cartoon anthology that came out in um, the early eighties is Nintendo didn't follow this suit, but the but I think games were so young 
that the games depicted in that cartoon, like Frogger and fucking Kangaroo, and in Pitfall especially, they allowed... They took some of the characters and tropes created in that show and made it game canon. And Pac-Man did that with their Hanna-Barbera show. Ah, oh, you finally said the game. Yeah, this is, by the way, we, we should mention, we're talking about Junior Pac-Man. Oh, Junior uh, Pac-Man. Little Pac- Junior was retconned, baby. Little Packy. Yeah, and what we actually heard, not, not to be confused with Baby Pac-Man, which we talked about in a previous episode about uh, video game pinball games, mm-hmm. uh, Baby Pac-Man was... Was I guess technically counts as well, and that was the game where it was sort of a hybrid. It was half a video it's game, fucking half ridiculous. a like a shortened, reduced size pinball game. But no, a we're tiny about screen, a small Pac-Man maze, and a tiny unsatisfying pinball game. Yeah. And I saw it once, and then I tracked it down for. I, I spent years trying to find it. Yeah. When I did, oh boy. Oh man, they're it, they're crazy hard to find. But this is Junior Pac-Man. Um, mm-hmm. This was this is one to be honest. I don't even recall seeing out in the wild when I was growing up. Pac-Man was really hard to miss uh, in yeah. the early '80s, um, and it's it's no surprise that they followed up Pac-Man with you know basically several variants. So there was the most famous of which, obviously, is Miss Pac-Man, which is the superior Pac-Man game. It's, it's, but it's that, that hilarious notion that like. Video game sequels back in the day, they were very, very afraid of having something seem too similar. Mm-hmm. So, like Donkey Kong Jr. and Pac-Man, they always they would put a completely different character as the star every time. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's it's just it's pretty nuts now that you think about it. And like, yeah, we're gonna sell this Pac Jr. Pac Jr. did not make it into the cartoon, uh, but I do <laughs> I do like that that he he has weirdo power ups because I think he starts with like a pretzel and then a tricycle and then you. Move on to a beer. That's the last one. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. So, uh, yeah, basically the gameplay is a, it's identical to Pac-Man, but rather than fruit hopping across the screen, it are these weird childhood objects like a tricycle or a beer because everyone knows kids enjoy beer. And I think someone yelled at me last time. It could be a root beer, but like, why just why put it in a soda pop bottle or something like or that? A, that would have been or less- a cream soda. Some of us were in Europe, and that's how they make cream sodas. <laughs> <laughs> well, so so yeah, that was one of the main differences. Is sort of the the extra bonus point items hopping across the screen. Another difference, um, well, the actual screen itself. So Junior Pac Man was innovative in that it was, I think, it was the first Pac Man title where the maze scrolled with you. It was a really wide yeah. maze. And so it followed you as you went across the screen. It wasn't, you know, on, on Pac-Man and Ms. Pac-Man, the maze is the screen and that's it. You you, you see the entire playing field. Uh, and then there's the tunnels. Of course, you can go from one side to the other. In this one, the screen would scroll with you. And so the levels were a lot bigger and, and therefore more difficult. And one of the things you would notice, it's a tiny difference, but it's a big difference. Uh, when you died, because you die a lot in Pac-Man, it sounded more like this. Which is not the Pac-Man death sound that we're all used to. Uh, the, you know, re, yeah, that really did sound like I ended a level in Galaga. <laughs> right. I mean, it, it also had the familiar sound library. I think we heard the power-up noise at the end of that cutscene. Uh, there's the famous... Which, you know, the, the game's full of those. I want to talk really quickly about that cutscene, and there's really not much more to say about Junior Pac-Man. Sorry, guys. But um, in that cutscene, it's a series of cutscenes... Basically, Junior Pac-Man is like courting one of the ghost's daughters. Um, it's the which is the red ghost? Fuck! Is it Blinky? Is it Ah? It's Gertrude. Sue. 
<laughs> yes, all of all of the above. We don't we're not that nerdy and geeky. Um, but no, he's he's courting his daughter, and so the, the series in these cutscenes, it's like they're basically like meeting up together on a bridge in secret, or in the in that cutscene, they're like in his front yard, and then his mom's out in the yard with them and she eats a power pellet growing on what must be like a bush and then chases away the daughter who becomes a blue ghost and it's just like jesus christ what the hell man i just love that they still have like the parent tropes in there like get away from my daughter <laughs> so we can talk about that that depiction i'm 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 immediately i want to talk more about the propeller beanie because, because, <laughs> yes, please do. Please because, do. Let's give it its due. It's I'm, it's finally, finally we get to talk about this. If Michael's gone for one week and we get to talk about the stuff that matters. Yeah, let's, please, let's, it's time for Chris's, Chris's fashion corner because <laughs> their propeller beanie for a long time was a visual, was a very easy visual indicator of when someone was young or at least younger than another counterpart somewhere on screen. Uh, I have never encountered one in the wild. And I, I think they are they are used almost exclusively now to to let you know that someone is not forty in a uh, Spanish sketch comedy show. And, and <laughs> I, the only place I have encountered them in the wild is at Disney theme parks, um, usually on the head of Tweedledee or Tweedledum. <laughs> that, that's, that's pretty much it. <laughs> and that's like I remember asking my parents, like, I want a fucking propeller beam that looks so rad, and like, no, we're not. That is so stupid. We're not getting you one of those. And I, I never even saw one in, in the store to like, so what decade was it where kids unironically wore propeller beanies? Cause it wasn't my generation and it wasn't my, I, I, there's no pictures of my fucking dad or any of his four siblings in propeller beanies. When was the propeller beanie <laughs> symbolic of youth? Was it even America? Somebody from the UK help me out. It's like this weird fifties that never really existed. Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, I, 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 I always know. think of that like in my mind is like 1930s, like oh, I'm gonna get a sarsaparilla while I wear my propeller beanie. Like it just—it <laughs> like doesn't like even that. look. It was in like in in the art in the art. Obviously, you can see Pac Junior's propeller beanie, but in the game, it just looks like he dyed his hair red and like put a scrunchie in. It doesn't look like a propeller beanie at all. I don't know. Sorry, that's what got me going in a propeller beanie. I uh, I, I really look if. If any listeners out there have a picture of them as a kid in a propeller beanie, please send it in. Vision Game Apocalypse on Twitter, <laughs> Laser Time Facebook, please, please. Fair enough. Yes, please do send that in. This is also the sixth Pac-Man game in, in like in all of like three years. I right. That's the thing is they they could not stop churning them out. They had to keep churning them out, um, and they would have very slight. You know, they iterate on each themselves a little bit. This one has the scrolling screen thing. Uh, then you have, I think, is it Pac-Mania? That's the isometric view, which was always super awkward to control. But looked, yeah, that's, at that's the time, it like, looked amazing. That's kind of like the end of organic Pac-Man IMO, like mm. Pac Pac-Mania. But it's it's still it's still excellent. I love Pac-Mania. Yeah, it's it, and I think actually Junior makes an appearance in Pac-Mania. So Junior, he had this game, and then he made a couple of appearances in other games but never never returned to a starring role you know so it was it was hard to follow following dad's footsteps i suppose here's another game featuring someone that really had trouble following in dad's footsteps with r number two holy shit uh any guesses what this one could be guys this would be rad phoenix 
Um, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that's his name. I, I totally forget his name. I think you mean Dad Phoenix. Uh, in in what game? TL uh, Gears of War. War. Yeah, Dad. that sounds about right. Hey. Oh, Mr. John DiMaggio <laughs> himself. It's Bender mm-hmm. Bennington Rodriguez. Rodriguez. There we go. That's. I got a, I got a John DiMaggio story on this week's Laser Time. Love that man. <laughs> and um, I would say, you know, Chris, I think the name you were looking for was Marcus Phoenix. Uh, but really, I'd think, introduce myself, but you'll be leaving soon. I'm pretty sure it's River Phoenix. Actually, <laughs> his son is his son is named Brad Phoenix. Is I know he, this. His son no, named Brad Adam. Phoenix. Bradley Phoenix. <laughs> yes. Hi, hi. I'm yes. I'm Bradley Phoenix of the. Of the Washington Phoenixes, yes. No, John guys, Phoenix, his, hi. His name, his name is... God damn it, James! It's, it's James. <laughs> James Phoenix. And I do love that in Gears 4, Marcus basically becomes cranky old dad. And the game is full of, of just a lot of dad tropes. Like, he even has sort of the get-off-my-lawn trope. All right. Time to introduce the new cog to the old cog. And clear these bucket heads out of my house. Again, all I hear is Futurama. I hear military guy from Futurama in those clips. That's it. Uh, I hear the king from Disenchantment because I'm young and with it. <laughs> oh, man, you guys are disappointing, Marcus. Shit. Uh, <laughs> uh, by the way, there are some keepers for the soundboard that I'm keeping on this one. No, this is Gears 4. This, this is, is Gears the, yeah, 4. Yeah, it's the only Gears I never finished but did download I heard this is actually ago. really good. Well, that's the, I think that's the th- I, I I'm very much looking forward to Gears Five, especially that that's just what it's called. It's only Gears Five, uh, but I, I th- there was to me this w- it is it is astoundingly pretty, but it is exactly the same as its predecessor. Nothing changes. Yeah, I mean they, and, they, the enemies change out uh, to robots for most of the game until right. you eventually see uh, the old enemies. What, what are their names? That fuck uh, the locusts. The locusts. Shit. Um, but yeah, they, they do change the enemies out at first. Um, you, you know, they try new things. They try to incorporate a lot of the horde mode, which I think Gears really did kind of end up making that mode popular. And they added segments like that into the main campaign where you would basically have to kind of set up tower defense and defend an area against waves of enemies for a while before you could proceed. Um, but for the most part, it was just a really good-looking tube shooter most of that game. Yeah. That was okay. Because even, even Halo Guardians innovated a little bit. Yeah. And, and to, even to me, it wasn't enough right. to be a part of the new generation. Yeah, uh, but uh, but gears. I thought unless you really cared about the story, like it, other than being very pretty, it didn't justify its existence anymore. Yeah, and I, I look forward to seeing what they're doing because I, I, I nah, talk about new releases, but like I'm very much looking forward to gears. I don't mean to shit on it. I just I like I couldn't believe how little had changed. Yeah, um, and it's and it's moved to the next generation, and that that does, that does happen on occasion. But like I, I think we're also at a point like compare Gears of War four to God of War. Like, mm. it, it was a completely different approach to that entire genre. Just, it abandoned itself and became something better. Right. And I think I, I was hoping Gears would do that, too. Uh, Gears 4. My my recollection of the Gears franchise is that Gears of War 1 was something like, I've never seen anything like this, like this cover shooter, and then, like, these big, you had these big action scenes, and obviously it was the first thing of that generation, right? But, like, the first time you did the Hammer of Dawn on, like, one of those big enemies is like it was just like a holy shit moment and like 
I don't know how much like how much you can integrate and change from there, right? Like without it being feeling really different. Like I don't know. Gears innovated so, it innovated so many things. It, it, I, I had to reappreciate that this weekend just because like. I remember hating everyone stealing the active time reload when I did it this week, and I'm like, I really miss that. Like, I wish more games stole it. To be honest with you, I, I, yeah. mean, I thought it was really cool. I think, I think one of the reasons that this game had trouble innovating is they were so tied to these characters that we all right. knew and loved at that point. And I would, I would, I would argue the stupid Microsoft approach to thinking every franchise has character, even Gears. Has some great story moments. It's it's less two dimensional and shitty than most game stories that were out at that time. But it it wasn't really deserving of the treatment Microsoft gave it, including the multiple novelizations. So when you play four, it's like you all know all this insight about gears. Like no man, like no, but I played every game multiple times in, in co op. I don't know any of this stuff in the story. I just think it's really tough. You know, if you're going to do a gears game and you start that pretty, I mean, it's not half of the game but then you get pretty far in the game before you see your favorite character and really you're there for marcus phoenix man and to the point where you know we come across this scene uh where you finally when you do finally see marcus in his in his house kind of this cranky old man who's basically become a hermit and he's surrounded himself with surveillance cameras it's like that is really i think where the game picks up and is like okay now this is the game i wanted and that's when i started having the most fun with it but yeah in this scene it's hilarious because i was talking about like dad tropes you literally have the trope of the dad sitting in the dark waiting for their kid to come home late it sounds like this welcome home james i thought i told you to be home by 1 a.m james that was a little because I wasn't I wasn't even sure they were going to let you play with as Marcus because I didn't bother reading any previews, uh, but you, you get to play as both and that's that's pretty decent. Damn right yeah. it is, yeah. Uh, but yeah no you you played you, you got to play so yeah sorry we should say you're playing as Marcus Phoenix's son James a lot of the game um, you do meet Marcus along the way you come across the Locust and then you know toward the end of the game again they have to be tied sort of to the past to really give the fans what they want. You meet some old friends, and again, we get to hear some classic, like, parent tropes. Now, I want you guys to tell me if this conversation sounds at all familiar, because I know I personally heard it, like, a thousand times growing up. What? You don't call? You don't write? Hey! Who loves you, Marcus? Whoa! Been too long, Cole. Yeah, about ten years too long. You remember James? Yeah, I remember him being a lot smaller. <laughs> Everyone's small next to you, Uncle Cole. I mean, Woo! how many times did you hear, like, wow, you got so big. Last time I saw you, you were up here. You are up to here, and now look at you. You're bigger than me. You don't call. You don't write. What is it? What am I going to do with you? <laughs> you leave me such a kvitz, and I'm so worried about you. Um, Coltrane became so Semitic through, through <laughs> Travis T.L.'s eyes. That was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> See, I thought he sounded more like Arsenio Hall's barbershop character from Coming to America. First of all, first Your of all, was a bad that is that is Eddie that is Eddie <laughs> Murphy doing the uh, Jewish guy coming to America. No, uh, no, no, no. I, I, I was I was attributing you to the guy who's like it's it's Arsenio's character. Oh, he's like oh, I'm, 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 it's like hit my name Clay. I'm a call Clay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's what you said. <laughs> 
again, Coming to America, one of my favorite movies. There is a, there is a, uh, there is a commentary that you can listen to on yes. patreon.com slash laser time if you would like to God listen damn, to it. so good. I love it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It's almost like I've been podcasting officially as of today for 10 years. Wait, is, is today an anniversary? 10 years. What? Yeah. 10 years ago, I decided to make the dumb idea of getting seven people into a small room and recording the most unlistenable podcast of all time. And look yeah, at me seven now. people. <laughs> seven people. All and you chose you chose to spend that time with us. Yeah, sorry about that. But I, I'm happy to say I, I just redownloaded Gears of War four. Mm-hmm. Happy to report, uh, it's it's swelled to 120 gigabytes <laughs> for a game, uh, and it's it's excellent and it looks amazing. Yeah, I, I, mm-hmm. if I owned a Microsoft system, I would totally give it a try. Uh, but I'm a Sony fanboy, so that's where I'm at. Yeah, yeah, I love I love massive corporations. There's some I like more than others, though. I know it's my sports team is Sony. <laughs> well, I think we've said all there is to say about Gears of War four. Gears uh, of War. Looking, we're all looking to no, we're looking forward to Gears five. This is still Gears of War four, but we're not talking about number four. What we're actually talking about is our. I've seen plenty of action. Takeda and I both. Stuff that blow your special forces mind. At ease. You're all here because you deserve to be. You're beautiful and unique snowflakes. I can't believe they made Johnny Cage become typical boomer and start calling people snowflakes. In uh, what game series is this? Combat Kids. Combat Kids. <laughs> Combat Kids. Uh, uh, and what, this... what version of uh, Mortal Kombat was that, TL? I, I, you have Mortal Kombat 11, but is that clip from Mortal Kombat 10 where they're in the chopper? Yep, yep. 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 That's that's from Mortal Kombat X. Yeah, so, so, um, basically, yeah, Mortal, Mortal Kombat as a whole is the entry here, but specifically we're talking about the combat kids from MKX and Mortal Kombat 11, uh, who we heard there was John Oldman, grumpy boomer type, uh, Johnny Cage, uh, who is talking to several of the children. Uh, he's talking to his own daughter, Cassie Cage. He's talking to Kenshi's son, and he's talking to, uh, Jax's daughter in that clip. Uh, and he's basically briefing them. They, they become a, a special forces team, uh, and he's briefing them and basically telling them, this is your moment to shine and step up because God damn it, we're a fighting game and we need more characters. As the secretary pointed out, us older folks are going to retire someday. So it's time for your generation to step up. Is it, is it, why, why is Johnny Cage Luke Wilson now? <laughs> that's that's oh, my wow. that's my uh that's my fighting styles. I'm I emulate a, a famous actor. I can't do a good Luke Wilson. I'm bad. I, I said bad. Luke Wilson. Oh, I went Owen. Luke I went Wilson. Owen. You, yeah. Uh, what, what's the what's the Wilson brother that was the coach on the roller derby movie? That's the Wilson brother I am. Andrew Wilson? Andrew Wilson, thank Future you. Future man? But what we are talking about is Mortal Kombat. And yeah, one of the ways this generation can prove themselves is to kill their mother in Mortal Kombat. Sergeant Cage, step forward. Your leadership and warfighting ability have earned you promotion to commander. But there are no family favors here. By special forces tradition, you still have to pass one last test. I need to kick the CO's ass, ma'am. Your ass, ma'am. 
All right then, Sergeant. Let's see if you can take me. Am I the only one who thinks that sounds like a bad porno? Well, yes, I mean, is that Ronda Rousey? It, it happens when you have a very bad voice actress uh, voicing Sonya Blade. Commander Cage, reporting for duty. Yeah, so so that is Cassie uh, beating her mom, Sonya, but Sonya as played by WWE's own Ronda Rousey. I don't give a um, damn about my reputation. And, and this... She was not well liked for this. Uh, oh, she's bad. Well, that's, that that bums me out about her. In addition to other things, is that you can't be a crazy, the crazy best real fighter forever. Go take an acting class, and she popped up in that amazing Fast and the Furious movie. And like, ugh, dude. <laughs> it's it's pretty bad, and especially when you compare like her voice work from Mortal Kombat 10 to 11, you're just like, oh wow, yeah, Sonya is. Yeah, but Ronda, Ronda Rousey should be the next Schwarzenegger. Like she's she's cute as a bug's ear. She could murder any one of us, and uh, but but like there's a charisma part lacking there that's that it makes me angry because I just want the best for her. Turns out there are only two good wrestling, well, three good wrestling actors: The Rock. Um, Dave Batista and John Cena. That is it. I, I, I'm, I'm kissing, I'm kissing towards the sky. Dave Batista in fucking Blade Runner 2049 is the best wrestler performance in all of it's movies. It's so fucking good. But John Cena in that Amy, uh, Schumer movie is fucking underrated. The. And Bumblebee. Oh, John Cena said there, there are good actors. She is not representative of every wrestling person. There are some good wrestling actors. I'm saying regardless of her politics and anything she's saying that I, I may not agree with, I just I, – I, I, originally I wanted the best for her. But man, I'd never actually – I've never actually heard her as, as Sonya Blade. That was terrible. It's really bad, which of course means we have to hear more of it. Commander. Yes, Mom. I mean, General. I mean, this is strange for me too. You have no idea. Yeah, it's really bad. Um, let's talk about that story because I actually do know a lot. Please, about please tell me about the combat story? kids. I need to I know, hear about I'm... the combat kids. Which combat kid you want to hear about? You want to hear about Cassie Cage, who basically gets the glow from her dad, which of course Ooh. I fucking love this game because she of does that. get the glow. It, it's almost as if it. Holy shit! It does run in the family. Yes. Uh. <laughs> It's, she does get the glow. You're right. It's she, the glow. They literally get the glow, and I was just like, "Yep, this is a game series for me." Um, or do you want to talk about Takeda and his weird relationship with his dad, and how he was also raised by uh, Scorpion, or Jackie Bri- or Jackie uh, Briggs, who basically Jax's daughter, yeah, Jax's, Jackie. That's yeah, right. Yeah, who basically has to stop her dad from like. Basically, like, being, like, the door ring, no, you can't fight, too. And he's, like, it's, like, this really weird and also touching story, but then nothing happens. Like, it's, those games, I'm not sure why Ed Boon decided I was going to make a really good, like, fighting game storyline because people usually don't care about it. But those game storylines are, like, tremendously good, and it's should, ridiculous. Should we throw a spoiler warning on it just in case? Because, yeah, I mean, we... I haven't so, played it yet. I want to duck so, out of this conversation right now. Mortal Kombat 11, yeah, it's it basically... So 10 starts to establish that story of the combat kids sort of taking over for their parents. Um, 11 picks up where that left off, but instead of focusing so much on the combat kids, it focuses on the younger versions of a lot of the heroes. And so they're sort of the kids in this. So so what we heard there is that in, that exchange 
between uh, Cassie and her mom is she's talking to like an alternate version of her mom because in the course of the game, this is pretty early in the game, oh, yeah. Sonya yes. dies. So, Sonya kill, killed. He kills, she kills herself and it's like – so you have the whole thing where Cassie's trying to deal with the fact that her mom died on her first mission as commander because, you know, of course, tropes. But then here's a younger Sonya who kind of blames her but then – does it at the end like it's uh but what, what i liked about this game was jackie and jackson's story because spoilers for 10 um or x uh Jax becomes a revenant um which is basically like a zombie in the game and he gets reversed but because of that like he gets so such bad ptsd like he's basically like drugged out and does not want his daughter following in the same foot footsteps and it's like a story also like him overcoming it it's such a really good story like the story in mk11 is so good it has no reason to be and that's not even the crazy spoiler stuff in that like oh it's a good it's good it's it's good it's It's also good in 10 too i mean 10 has a great story as well but yeah in 11 so so we won't keep spoiling the story but i do love that like when you have the parents and their kids, it perfectly sets up like another parent trope, which is when your parents embarrass you in public. Well, you've got your duty, Commander, and I got mine. Starring in yet another Ninja Mime sequel isn't what I'd call duty. I need to provide for you in the manner to which you've become accustomed. Jeez, guys, I'm right here. PDA, parental PDA is never a good thing, especially, I mean, honest to God, she is so bad at that voice acting. That is so bad. Are you in another Ninja Mind movie? Oh, how bother. <laughs> yeah, so uh, so that's it. That's been our top five. Uh, closing out with, yeah, our number one, Mortal Kombat uh, 10 and 11, X, X and 11. Um, or, you know what, I, I got to give it its proper due. It's Mortal Kombat. Hey, yo, um, real quick, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention a few of our kind of honorable mentions here. I I wanted to throw Tekken in here, um, but I didn't want to have multiple fighting games. Uh, Tekken is weird because yeah. everyone's related. Well, yeah, but specifically, I was I was talking about Jin, mm-hmm. um, and and basically because Jin's dad is technically the hero of the early Tekken games, but he eventually evolves and becomes one of the main antagonists. And so it's kind of like, uh, you know, it doesn't necessarily fit the spirit of this list. Um, but yeah, basically that family is super fucked up. Yeah. Uh, to the point where I, I think the the granddad kills the dad by throwing him in a volcano. Look, man, everybody gets thrown in a volcano. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think, okay, so I think it's, okay, so... Kazuma is the dad? I'm, I'm messing up the name. Uh, yeah. It's late also. It's either Kazuya or, Kazuya. or Kazuma. Yeah. I, um, yeah. So yeah, Hiachi throws him into a volcano. And then the canonical ending of 2 is he throws Hayachi into the volcano. And then Jirachi is in 5. Uh, I'm sure that's also a Pokemon. Uh, Tekken is wild. <laughs> but there's also like... Forest Law and Martial Law, which are both... You're right. Like, You're right. Ugh, yeah. Tekken is just full of kids. Uh, yeah, we, we were, from another fighting game series, a similar situation, we were going to put um, Rock Howard and Geese Howard. But Geese has never been the hero. He's always been the Yeah, he's the bad guy. Um, so there was one, I because you, you, you messaged me, and I thought of one. I just didn't get enough time to reach out to you. 
Um, and that was the Fire Emblem that came out in America as Fire Emblem. So when it came out here, there are two games in there. There's, um, it's Fire Emblem, like there's a prelude and it's like, it's called like Linwood Story. And then there's like the main Fire Emblem game. But originally in Japan, the second part of that game is actually a sequel because the first part is actually like a remake. And you play as the son of the person in the first part. So technically, the first Fire Emblem game would fall under this preview. And I also think, like, Radiant Dawn, or the whichever one was on GameCube, also has, like, the same thing. Because, like, Roy and then another character are, like, father and son, like, kind of situations. So Fire Emblem, and obviously, the other Fire Emblem games are kind of, like, riddled with that. Yeah, I, I, that's the problem with Fire Emblem, because yeah, that also partially inspired this list is the fact that the new Fire Emblem's coming out, and of course in Fire Emblem games, you can hook up, the, the heroes can hook up, and they can have kids, and you can fight alongside your kids, but I couldn't think of a game where that carried over into the next game, because it's always sort of in the same game, but, but there, there's your example. Um, another series that, I know if you go to the Laser Time channel on YouTube, I believe we broke this down, but it's the the Family Trees of Castlevania. Uh, that's the one where you would assume, like, oh yeah, there must be tons of time where the where the kid, uh, you know, basically was in the next game fighting. And actually, no, they usually skip a lot of generations, except for in Castlevania: Portrait of Ruin, which was the direct follow-up to Castlevania Bloodlines, the Genesis game. And so that is the only one I could find where it was the kids of the of the heroes from the other game that actually were fighting. Most of the time, they skip several generations because I think it's Dracula comes back every hundred years. And so that that explains why it can't be their their direct uh, descendants and kids. Yeah, I used, to, I used to know that timeline like the back of my hand. I think like... The one that may have been, but it ended up being like you're playing the same character is um, the the game the Game Boy like the original Game Boy one Castlevania Adventure I believe those games are called because um, yes. in yeah, yeah. two I think in one and two you're playing as Chris Belmont but his son is captured in the second one I was like oh maybe it's that one's like no no his son is captured and you're still playing as Chris Belmont so it's mm. yeah. I mean, Chris, am I, am I remembering great though? There is a video that I think Brett did that yeah. video, right? All about, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, um, it's a very Brett thing, like because uh, it's confusing <laughs> as shit. Uh, and then, yeah, just another fighting game example. Um, so, uh, is it Sophia or Sophitia? I never remember which. Sophitia. In Soul Calibur, Sophitia and her daughter Pira. <laughs> it's a very Greek name. There's honest to God, it's spelled this way: P Y. Two R's H A. Uh, so you you try to pronounce it if you haven't played that one. But um, yeah, again, another fighting game example, and oh, only I had mean, room for one fighting game on the list. Oh, no. and that was Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna throw Street Fighter, but I forgot Gen is not. I was gonna say Gen is uh, Chun Li's father, but he's not. He was Chun Li's teacher. I don't know. Uh, I know nothing about Street Fighter. <laughs> well, the, the you know, base. I mean, not that I had many strict rules, but the rule one of the rules was the game had to come after the previous game because another big series that I did have on the list that I decided to leave off was, of course, the Metal Gear series, where you both play as Solid Snake, who's actually a clone slash child of Big Boss, but you play as Big Boss in later games, so the first games you're playing as Solid Snake, so it doesn't really fit uh, the spirit of our list, but it's worth a mention as well. Um, so that's it. That's been our top five. We are going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll talk about new releases, news, and more, so stay tuned. 
get scratching. Is the world of today getting you down? Well, then why not check in on some of the good stuff that happened this week in movies, TV, games, and more 30, 20, and 10 years ago this very week with our show 30 2010. Here's a clip from 1999. American Pie was a phenomenon with uh, crazy. five, five, four sequels and three straight to video sequels. Yeah. But American Pie is all about guys trying to get laid, especially through the eyes of Jim, Jason Biggs, who I think is actually pretty fun. I like that. I, I've always liked Jason Biggs, and I'm try- I can't even remember what the pie scene is because oh, he fucks it. No, no, yes, <laughs> I recall. But uh, With I his penis. <laughs> but I saw both move the the first two movies in theaters, and the MPAA always has a cut to suggest. So the DVD has if you watch. If you watched it more on DVD, you have a different fucking scene. So what do you remember him doing with the pie? Honestly, I don't remember. Like, I've kind of blocked that Did his that dad out. come in and he has the pie plate over I his crotch? I think so, yeah. So in the right. unrated, unrated DVD, he's on the counter fucking it. Oh. And- <laughs> Missionary style. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Can you do doggy with a pie? <laughs> I mean, not if you're the giver. Uh, bend it over the fireplace. And like- <laughs> but you could do reverse cowgirl. Uh. <laughs> How do you reverse it? It's round. Well, the pie plate's away from you. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, the, the pie plate is its underwear. I <laughs> <laughs> think it's all but. <laughs> Jump into the past with 302010 every Thursday on lasertimepodcast.com or iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Five, four, And we're back with our final segment where we will waste absolutely no time in getting to this week's, well, what do you call these things? They're not quite old. They're not quite, well, oh, that's right. You that's just said you moved this along. Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, The Black Order, was the game that came out last week that none of us had played. Has anyone played it by now? Well, I think it got to be no. a Black Order. <laughs> All kids are calling it Blorder. <laughs> no, I can't even call order. Um, no, I haven't played it. I heard it's really good, but I'm, I don't know. I'm tired of those games. But it's been like 10 years since the last game. What do you mean you're tired of those games? I played the re-release of 2 on the PlayStation 4 recently. Is that the one with the cover where Spider-Man is holding a rope? Uh, <laughs> that's one, but it does exist. Look at the cover; it's awesome. <laughs> but no, I I I think it's really cool. But so, here's my question: So when those games came out, they were a really big deal because there wasn't really all this representation for, especially like lower tier Marvel characters. Yeah. But we are now in an age where fucking like Quincy is getting a movie, and I'm extremely yeah. excited about it. So like. And I have to look up the Eternals, like a fucking Marvel group I know nothing about. So, like, do these things have the same resonance? Because, like, it feels like these are not just pop culture. Like, it's not a... You know, I I still think this game is probably going to be better than whatever that Avengers game is going to be. That is my hot take. But I don't know if it will have the same kind of sway as it did back then where it's like, oh, hey, here's all these special costumes that you will never see before or characters you'll never see referenced. Like... I'm pretty sure Kamala Khan will be in a movie soon-ish, you know? Yeah, I, I think I, I've, you're not the only person I've heard talk about this, TL, which is 
the context has changed uh, from the release of, of well, at first it was what X Men uh, Legends, and then Marvel Ultimate Alliance One, and then Marvel Marvel Ultimate Alliance Two. Um, you know, we talk about on Laser Time a lot that the '90s um, Marvel trading cards were a lot of people's introduction to a lot of the Marvel universe, and for me. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, the Marvel Ultimate Alliance games were that introduction to a lot of the lesser known characters. That, that, that game was the first place I might have seen some of those characters before, but that was the first time I really interacted with those characters and got to see their powers in action. No, dude, I, I would, I would argue video games are the majority of people under 20s introduction to people like Black Panther. Like yeah, he, yeah. That's I think actually my introduction to Black Panther might have been in one of the Marvel Ultimate Alliance games. Um, because I think is it two they go to Wakanda. Um, yeah, two is yeah because two is they're in Wakanda because two does a lot of two and well not no Ultimate Alliance he's in one I think it's in I think they go in one I'm thinking of X Men Legends because I think X Men Legends two I, you I actually, get them I get them all mixed up and yeah. confused because um, X Men Legends two yeah. is like the first like break off of more Marvel characters where you kind of got to see more. Of the Marvel world, right? Right. And and so what I was saying, though, is the context has shifted. So now, you know, 10 years later, um, we're into MCU heading into Phase 4. Uh, everyone knows who those characters are. So a lot of the, the charm and the wow moments of, oh, wow, getting to know all these characters, you, we all know them now. Like, even casual movie fans know a lot of these characters, and so they don't they don't carry as much weight in that regard. Um a lot of the buzz I'm hearing oh, about it's, it's, it's bizarre. It's bizarre. From Ultimate Alliance was great for comic book fans, and this is the first Ultimate Alliance game to come out when Marvel is a genuine worldwide multimedia phenomenon. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's way more. What ironic. I'm hearing about this game because um, I haven't I haven't played it yet. I've been man. I'll get into it in a bit, but I've been playing a lot more Dragon Quest Builders too. Um, is it's it's. It's fine. It might even be a little bit scaled back from two, though, in terms of um, I don't know, like the, the just it's it's feels very basic. Or I hesitate to use the word bare bones, but that's I've, I've heard a couple people say that. Like it's it isn't necessarily full of bells and whistles. Um, it's a, it's about what you would expect, uh, and so it's which, to be honest, is a little disappointing in a, in a game series that has taken this long to reemerge. Um, yeah, but I think, isn't that the trade-off we're, we're all sort of tacitly aware of, that like if you're going to throw this many Marvel characters in a single game, they can't really all be, they can't be meaningful. They're going to, everything's going to be a little right. Lego-y. And also, Lego-y. like, what is, like, what would be the character where you'd be like, oh man, I can't wait for that representation. Like, again, these we are now in a zenith where all those characters, like Rocket Raccoon being in Marvel's Capcom 3 was a big deal because, like, who does things with cosmic, you know, superheroes, let alone Rocket Raccoon, this joke character from Guardians of the Galaxy, and arguably Rocket Raccoon's one of the most recognizable Marvel characters right now, you know, period, just in his, you know, just being in those movies. It's such a, we're in a, such a weird space. I don't know... Yeah. No one's obscure be. anymore. Give me my Moon Knight. Uh, t- no, but it's <laughs> we're living in an age where I walk through a Target down the toy aisle and I see Squirrel Girl toys, and that is surreal. And so, yeah, you're right. It's a lot of those more kind of like uh, the, the characters that if you really were into the comics, you might recognize them. But most, you know, uh, the normies wouldn't. Uh, don't 
there's not that many of those, like, because there are so many iterations of Marvel now. They have kids' cartoon spinoffs and all kinds of stuff where it's like, yeah, a lot of, I think, the charm of those original games, it's it's tough to recapture that, you know. But I'm not saying it's a bad game. Um, no, it yeah. sounds like it's a perfectly fine version of that game, but just go in knowing that. It's, it's a good beat-em-up, features the same kind of the team-up powers the other ones did. Um, but, yeah, to me, I, I'm not... Let's just say this: like I, I didn't hurry out to buy this thing right away, and I loved the other games. So, yeah. no, me neither. I, I will. Me neither. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm more worried of it. Like looking at it from this is the first like, what second party game Nintendo's published? I, like it's just, it's just not a Nintendo published game. Everything is like, ex, like excruciatingly Japanese or very Nintendo-y. And when I was looking at gameplay of it online, and like, ooh, this looks a little yeah. rough. <laughs> this doesn't seem as polished as something that has the published by Nintendo. Well, I know there's at least one Tim or two uh, more examples. I just they're not coming to yeah. mind. But I, that, well, in is, many ways, I sometimes think of Pokemon as like sort of second party published because it's, it's technically Game Freak. Oh my Ninten- god, Nintendo owns a majority. Whatever, you know, those are Nintendo. Games. We, we can't. We just because I'm right here, we can't do that. We cannot do this. Um, <laughs> but no, um, this is Team Ninja. <laughs> That did the publishing for this, and it totally looks like a Team Ninja game. That is my thought on it. I, I hear it's. I Wait, hear so it it's, looks like Ninja Gaiden. Like, I would. Or say it looks like DOA. Yeah, I would say it's more of the. It definitely has a DOA kind of sheet into it. I can't wait um, to see Hulk's man boobs jiggle. I will say this: I heard that it is a difficult game, and I will one hundred percent check it out. When it's not sixty dollars oh, with with horrible yes, online, yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I, I will check it out when it's not sixty dollars. Well, let's talk about a game we have played. Um, so Tetris Effect came to PC. It is exclusive to the Epic Store. But here's where it gets a little weird. I'm kind of blending into the new segment. Um, the only way to play the game in VR is to go through Steam VR right now. And so even though it's this Epic exclusive, if you what? want to fully, and I'll say I'll say this. If you want to truly experience Tetris Effect, um, you do have to play that game in VR. Yes. Yeah, oh. that, yeah, it's fucking amazing. Oh, it's 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 transformational. Like I, I hate to say that. Like you know, I, I save that word for games like Journey or something, right? Which are more about this experience and the evoking feelings. But Tetris Effect is like it's as close as I have ever come to meditation. You know, like that game is just yeah, yeah. No, I, that's a fantastic a fantastic point. Just because like. It's not one of those games you have to play in VR, but if you want to see what a VR experience can do for fucking yeah. Tetris, <laughs> yes, uh, it's it was designed in that way. It was designed for you to experience like that, and it's very very strange because it makes the play field like super small, so you can experience all these other weird things Tetris around Effects you. Is a beautiful game, and it's like this the whole the whole theme of the game is togetherness and how we need to come together as a people, and it's just. I cried playing that game. No religion, it, I, too. I literally just cried playing that game. <laughs> I love Tetris Effect. It is my game of the year of last year, and I love it. And I'm, That's crazy. I'm, I'm getting ready to cry again thinking about that game. I <laughs> love that game so much. The, the guy loves camels. He right. loves the camel scene. <sighs> it's, uh, Everybody laugh at TL, but be nice. So good. Oh, it's very, It's very good, and so if you... <laughs> didn't get to experience it when it was on PSVR. Uh, now's your chance to buy it on PC, on the Epic Game Store, and then play it in VR. I, I still VR. don't know what you're talking about, though. Like, how do you, you can play it through Steam VR after you buy it in the Epic I'm Store? I'm assuming you get some kind of 
code. Well, you can you still on Steam you and... can still launch games that you don't buy on Steam from Steam. Like once you have the game activated, you can still use Steam as a launcher. Like, but like if you like, let's say you're this weirdo child who was born four weeks ago and now you're in middle school. I don't know how it works. Uh, and, and you played nothing but Fortnite and you know nothing but the Epic Store. You would you would would you know how to get? Access the VR on this? Probably not. Uh, that's what YouTube videos are for. Like, it's that's, like, I mean, I, 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 so. I don't know how to, cause it's like, I've done it before cause I don't like Origins. I don't like Origins like prompting. I don't like how their store is set up. So I have games that I've bought off Origins that I just run through Steam. So I don't, you know, it's possible to do so. I know, I know you can do that through Discord, right? Can't you launch other other client games through Discord? I think so. I've never done it. Um, yeah, I've never used their. Yeah, so it's not. Yeah, it's not unheard of. Um, so those are those are the two games that are out. That um, we also have two games we haven't had a chance to play because they're coming out. Uh, so Wolfenstein Youngblood, obviously our inspiration for this week's top five, and then a game that I know. Fingers crossed, this will be the one that clicks for me. I love Wolfenstein, and I've always wanted to love every one of those games, but I find them excruciatingly boring. Yeah, we've talked before about like the Wolfenstein games. It took me a while before they clicked uh, with the the first remake, but it took about an hour. And then once I figured out how I like to play those games, I love them. But it's it they're tough because they at first they seem like really really punishingly difficult. Um, they they seem like they want you to engage in the stealth, but then and but then you almost always like alert guards. And then basically what I had to learn was it's okay to fail the stealth. Just do the stealth as long as you can. And then that is a game that rewards you for going guns blazing with like literally a machine gun one in each hand and and just killing as you know just going as fast as you can. It's a weird combination of like old school shooters, you know, not not cover based or anything like that with some new school design. It's they they occupy this weird niche on, all on their own. I can't think of another shooter that's anything like them. Uh they're a bit like the new Doom in that way. Uh, but this one has a really fun premise where you, you are playing as BJ's daughters, uh, trying to, to track down your dad and, and the game is just, they're not shying away. It's, it's all about go out and kill you some Nazis. Nazis. <laughs> and I love killing Nazis, mm. baby. Mm. I'm watching Glorious Bastards at least two times before Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, and then the other big release this week that I know, TL, you will be playing uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses. Yes, I will be going to school, back to school with Fire Emblem Three Houses. Um, what I, is this voice? What is this, this expectation? We have this is here? my Fire Emblem voice. Hi, I'm... I am now Krom from Fire Emblem Awakening. Um, no, I love the Krom, f- the god from Conan. I love. You sound like a Venture Brothers <laughs> character. <laughs> I am Austin St. Cloud. Um, <laughs> That's the one I was looking for. Um, no, I love the Fire Emblem games. Um, I really loved Awakening. I really thought that Fates did something that was surely a game, um, but I think Fates was a little bit ostentatious is that the word it's a little much uh face was a little much like it was trying to do hot take uh i think it was i think if they would have stuck with one of those games i think it would have been better received um but i think trying to go for all three was not a great idea like the pokemon aspect for that of doing multiple skews i don't think really worked for that game um i ended up playing birthright and it was fine for a bit um, but then yeah, it just kind of lost the thread. So 
I'm actually really looking forward to um, Three Houses. Um, I can't wait to see how the game um, kind of holds up. I am very intrigued in this school structure thing. Um, and I'm also really intrigued because it's getting away from the, uh, the, like, the weapon tree, which honestly I think may have been the biggest downfall for those games recently was, like, that rock, paper, scissor-esque, you know, weapon tree. Like, sometimes you gotta change the formula. So I'm very eager. I've, I've heard a lot of people talk about how good that game is. Um, so I, I, I will be playing that on Friday and I can't wait for it to consume over my life. Super brief, like if you ha- if you're an Xbox, I love being an Xbox Game Pass. Uh, Once again, not player. sponsored, but we would happily yeah. accept the sponsorship. Totally, but like more than anything, like everybody with an Xbox needs to get on this to force every other company to make something like it. You you really want a one time for I paid a hundred dollars for a year of Xbox Games Game Pass, and I've said that previously. Every every time we mention a fucking weirdo controversy with an epic store exclusive it just shows up on my game pass for free on my console yeah i can't tell you how many times i've accidentally bought a game on another platform that i realized i already had via game pass yeah michael did it the other week with blazing chrome he bought it on switch for twenty dollars i it was free the day it came out on yeah. game pass. so what have you been playing and, it's on uh, game pass? well the interesting thing that came out for free on game pass um last week was the gears 5 beta Oh shit! Okay, yeah, I I totally forgot that was going on. Yeah, and 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 it just it it for me it bit, that's why I was so excited to talk about gears. I didn't I didn't actually know we were going to bring it up, and it had been so long. And the only the only the big takeaway that I love so much, and uh, another innovation in the gears in the gears field, like right when you start the game, there's like this this test area, and this shit is fucking beautiful. It's one of the best tutorials I've ever tutorial played. Tutorial is beautiful, or the game's beautiful. Well, the tutorial, it like it's got characters and and I wouldn't say story, but like it's it's fun, it's cute, and there's a there's a whole versus thing and everything else. But I, I suck at gears versus. Um, and but the tutorial is this this fun thing where like you know you're being yelled at by a man and his robot, and and it, like uh, the robot's name is Dave, and he hovers around. You've seen Gears robots if you played Gears. Um, and he's like, look up at Dave. And you, you look up at him and he's like, okay, set your defaults for inverted or regular. And like, that was brilliant. Whatever my inst- instinct was to look up, that's that the game the, set the, the my Halo defaults. Halo 1 thing? Didn't Halo do that? Did it, did Halo 1 do it? I don't know. Like, uh, it's been, it's been so long. I was just like, oh, that was so like, cute. Now I have to ask, <laughs> are you guys regular or inverted? Never inverted. How about that? Unless I'm in a plane. Flying a plane in GTA San Andreas. I am a heretic. I I play inverted controls every game. I don't know if I don't know if that's like an age thing where yeah. that's how games used to be, and so it's a legacy thing or not. But I do find a lot of people my age do play inverted Y axis. Well, I, I I might have been, but that's why I just love this decision. Like you looked up and like there was no menu; it just like automatically changed your settings. Mm, TL, what are you? What, Depending are you on inverted? what you you naturally do. Um, people who invert settings are criminals; uh, should be arrested. Uh, the y-axis should not be inverted because that's not how. True, inherently subversive. Yeah. Don't okay. care for them. I am also left-handed, mm-hmm. so uh, fuck you both. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Left-handed, colorblind. You don't belong in games, man. Shit. Uh, <laughs> but but yeah, like, but just that, like, it, it, it did, it did remind right. me that, like, 
<laughs> uh, Ge- Gears is one of the most beautiful game series ever. Like it, it's fucking gorgeous. And they, they've even changed around the controls in, in, in certain significant ways. There seems to be uh, a higher priority on uh, melee stuff, which is more interesting uh, than it melee sounds. Chain, chainsaw melee stuff? No, but like, you know, like uh, a lot of like when you take cover and if someone were to, were to walk past you, there are now numerous options where you could like vault over cover or yank someone else over or like even in closed quarters you're like you are holding a knife at all times so was was this beta it was versus only or was it um you, you mentioned the tutorial was there any horde mode stuff like was it any campaign no the, the only reason i downloaded gears 4 uh because it was just like i played the the versus mode and it's like big and crazy and like i like I, I don't mind playing like multiplayer of like a first person shooter, but I I've always sucked at multiplayer gears. It's kind of mm. hard. Uh, it's because because you're intentionally big and lumbering, and the camera moves a lot. Uh, I've always been bad at it, but I've always but like I, I horde mode is second nature, so I just instantly I was like, "Fuck, I, where's my copy of Gears 4? And I was like, "Oh, I have Game Pass. Yeah, you have every. Gears. <laughs> I'm playing this because of Game you Pass. Have the so remake. I just you have... I, I deleted a lot of games and downloaded 120 gigs of Gears. <sighs> was, it, was that because it's on your Xbox One X, right? Yes, but but it's uh, the the S. But like, um, but but the idea that like, um, yeah, that like I, I didn't have to go scrounging around for my Gears Four. It saved my data and all of my information, and I just re-downloaded the game that I haven't thought about for like two years. And yeah, I thought that was, I thought it was, you, you can't just buy a game on disc and like re-download it whenever you want. Like that's, that doesn't happen. I, I'm just, I'm just glad to hear you talking about Gears 5 because honestly, I haven't heard a lot of people talking about it and it is one of those, I think it, it's weird to say this, but a, a Gears game is going to be a little bit under the radar this year, which it shouldn't be. Well, there's not a lot of, I understand that there's not a lot of hype around just the Xbox in general, but like I know a ton of people have them and like the Game Pass fucking rules and every your PS4 should have one. You should you should never stop shaming the PS4 for not having a Game Pass equivalent. And the fact that they didn't announce one at E three means Xbox is in big trouble, but like it it should. It should. Even Nintendo had like a, a dumb little almost game pass. Well thing. maybe they will have announced something in our Spoiler alert, they won't. Um, but there are other announcements and news, starting with our recurring segment that is now. I'm trying to make it a permanent thing because this is so much fun. We start with our... VGA Hollywood segment. Oh, boy. This is Bafo. Dave Bautista really, really, really... Wants to be in the Gears of War movie. This is like a Gears themed show at this point. Yeah, he Just he looks Marcus like Marcus Phoenix. Phoenix, even down to the poorly mapped hair. I agree. He, well, that's the thing is is <laughs> he apparently has been lobbying very hard, and I think his response was like, "Yeah, they could give a fuck." Like he's he doesn't seem to be getting any traction, which is a shame because, like we were talking about, Dave Bautista not only is one of the best former wrestler turned actors he might be the best if you think of his performance like okay 
He well, is the, Rock the best. Is good. The Rock is good, but like Bautista actually, I think has been in more serious I, roles. The thing is, I think when The Rock plays a more serious character, I don't think it works because he doesn't have the gravitas. Um, yeah, <laughs> he doesn't have any. He doesn't have any. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, not not weight. Uh, yeah, uh, depth. Yeah, maybe. But, <laughs> Maybe versatility, like he says, versatility. Because like he's awesome inspector, yeah, awesome and he never inspector, says a word. Like, like you said, Chris, that that's the best part of Blade Runner, uh, of like the new Blade Runner movie was mm-hmm. Batista's like small scene in the beginning, and it's just so like it's, it's awesome, so fucking good. Um, he's so good. It, it, like it, it vaguely explains the entire first movie in yeah. like the first ten minutes. Oh, it's so fucking. What was that Anderson Brothers movie or uh, not Anderson? The Wes Anderson movie about the hotel that he played. He, I don't even think the he was Grand credited. Budapest, Grand, Grand Budapest, Budapest, Budapest Hotel. He played like the guard who, spoiler alert, at the end like pulls the dude out and kills the dude. Like he's he's fucking. And I think that's he's uncredited in that. He's like really. He plays some. He's played some heavy parts, man. And you know what? As a wrestling fan, he's also probably a really great wrestling like actor. Like, uh, there is like a scene where like he basically he just quits. Like he's in a wheelchair, screaming at the crowd. It is just so good. He's Dave Batista's great, y'all. He's awesome, and I and and he like we said he he looks like Marcus Phoenix. Other than actually, he looks like the Marcus Phoenix I always pictured. Because in Gears Four, they revealed Marcus Phoenix actually does have hair underneath the do rag, whereas Batista shaves his head, and that's Marcus Phoenix should be bald. He should shave his head. Have you seen Batista with his like with with hair like young Dave? It's not good. It's not great. Oh, it's 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 wonderfully pluggy. That was hence my poorly mapped hair joke. I oh, am, only like two I am people convinced got it. there are two Dave Bautistas, or we have slipped into an alternate timeline because when you see Bautista when he first started in WWE, he's got that kind of hairline that like goes down to his eyebrows, and then by the time he was out of WWE, it's like a different human being's hairline. It's fucking wild, dude. Yeah. Yeah, we're both Italian. You just described me. <laughs> I know, but it's not but, Italian, but Batista's... But, but even if you want to talk multiple timelines, you, you're pronouncing Bautista, which is his non-wrestling well, I mean, name. He, he is Filipino, so it would be like it would be Bautista. That's how you would you would pronounce it. No, but he drops the U in his uh, name right. when he wrestles. He it's Dave. Batista. Oh, um, you're right. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Outside of, outside of wrestling, he's um, Bautista. So here's my thing, Dave. Big Dave. Hi, Dave T.L. Foster. I'm a Hollywood writer. Um, if you would like this made, <laughs> call my people. What people call your people. I didn't mean to laugh. I didn't mean I will, to laugh. I will write. I, I am a Hollywood writer. I will write this movie. Let's make it happen. Dave Batista as yeah. Cole. Cole trained the, the beginnings. Let's go. Let's do it. I think you got a better chance of writing a T.L. T.L. Make sure to make sure. Make sure to tell him to use all of his stupor heat he's got going on right now. I'm going to watch that yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah. When it when it comes remember, to like bit torn. remember he he <laughs> there was also he had also like produced like his movie about like the kid like the bodyguard movie that's just quite uh, the one they pulled off the release late. Away. Like that's weird to me. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. nice. Uh, next next bit of. Hollywood news, Matthew. Oh, oh, you guys are ready. I mean, I could have gone on and on and talked about uh, De Bautista's time in OVW wrestling. Wrestling, nope. you know. Uh, First of all, that's okay. the Leviathan. Anyway, Ohio. Ohio well, that's right. He was. Wrestling? I'm sorry. I was going to say he, he was Leviathan back then. But no. Um. So next bit of Hollywood news. Um. The Borderlands Three creative director Paul Sage wants 
We were talking about The Rock. He wants The Rock to be in the upcoming Borderlands movie. And guess which character he wants The Rock to play? I, can you name a character for Borderlands? Because I cannot. <laughs> uh, I think almost anyone can name one character. You can't afford Claptrap. Claptrap. It is Claptrap. He. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. Come on, man. Let's let's. So I, w- I watched that new trailer for the Jumanji movie. Um, I think he could do Claptrap because <laughs> I'm I'm not the hugest Kevin Hart fan, but I thought him basically being Danny DeVito in the oh you know him being uh um him being Glover. um. Uh, not Donald, Donald Glover. Glover, but Danny Glover. Yes, <laughs> I'm uh, just trying Danny to throw Glover. you off. And then the Rock, being, Danny Glover. Um, then the Rock being um, uh, Danny DeVito is the guy you just said. Hilarious to me. Like uh, I don't know, man. I, I I think of the Rock as more of like a Skeeter type. Like catch a ride. Can't you just hear it? Like uh-huh. uh, the Rock says, "Catch a ride, know your role, and catch a ride, you Rudy Poo candy ass jabroni." <laughs> he has not been that rock in 20 years <laughs> that's, that's my rock hashtag uh, well, always my rock not, not, he, he rock bottomed Jason Statham in like a recent Fast and the Furious yeah, movie sure and, and, and uh, so here's the thing about the rock a secret I've learned from my insider ooh, 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 uh, my insider Hollywood people so you want him to be Claptrap um, here's the the first thing you need is money. I was gonna say a, a checkbook. That is the only thing you need. The Rock, the Rock is the most like the Forbes list of last year. The Rock is the highest paid actor, not from being charging a huge gate, but from from being in like six movies every year. The Rock, the Rock doesn't say no to Rampage. He 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 doesn't say no to anything. He he like I'm also in Ballers, like a show on HBO Ballers no one's ever good. heard of. Rampage was not Ballers. terrible, he, by the way. He made Ramp. He made Rampage. Ballers is is not good. I've seen some of Ballers. Yeah, Ballers. Uh, call me when you become fucking Arliss. All right, we want to talk. It's, it's like good. it's like Entourage hey, with one I adult. I happen to like Arliss. I'm not a huge fan of Entourage. I, I like Arliss too. I'm saying Ballers can't hold a candle to Arliss. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, last bit of Hollywood news: um, They released the trailer for that new Witcher Netflix TV series, and it looks damn good. I have no information. Mm. I, I was fucked up. I do. I do want to minorly, minorly bitch about that. Uh, the Witcher has been on my backlog for a long time, and I thought I bought it for nine dollars in a sale. And I, I this week on uh, Patreon.com/slash Laser Time, I'm talking to Jess Tyler Wild, which I love doing. Uh, Tyler, the guy who created. Every podcast we've ever done together, Tyler the creator, um, uh, form roommates. Tyler, the, he is the creator of so many things about the podcast. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, I want to play The Witcher. He's like, I haven't played it either. And uh, and I was like, I'm gonna fucking play it. So I go upstairs. I'm like, I'm gonna install the fucking Witcher. I know I bought it in a sale. Turns out I didn't. And you know how much The Witcher costs in how 2019? Forty nine ninety nine. So like, I just looked at like Walmart and like. Forty nine ninety nine, like holy shit! It is shit. on sale right now. Game deal segment is part of. Um, I, I think Sony or Xbox is having their their big summer game sale or whatever. It's fifteen bucks with all the DLC. You can get it right now. Yeah, the, the yeah the the Wild Hunt Game of the Year edition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was I was so bummed. I was like, I set aside time to play a, an older game. Oh goodness, fifty bucks! Suck my dick. <laughs> uh, so. So yeah, the, the one thing I will complain about this trailer, um, and I do apologize to every member of the official LaserTime Facebook community, I now have posted it as our cover photo. It is jacked 
uh, Geralt. It's Hen- Henry Cavill. How do you say his name? Is he's just like sitting. There's one scene where he's just like sitting shirtless, and it's like Geralt is not supposed to be that ripped and huge. He's like huge, jacked, like super muscular, and I'm like, this looks weird, dude. Yeah, it's one of the things Tyler and I talked about that Henry Cavill was. Uh, I think he, uh, he was born in a gay man's brain. And, and like no one, no man is supposed to be that hot or jacked. Like I, I've even heard women say it's disconcerting. Like that butt is ridiculous. Like we've thought about butts like that, but like they're not supposed to actually exist in the wild. <laughs> but Henry Cavill, <laughs> he, he, yeah, I mean, he is like if you were to symbol like, hey, what what would Superman actually look like in real life? He, he looks like that. Mm-hmm. But Geralt, that's the thing. Geralt does not look like that. Geralt is supposed to be scrappy and wiry and. Look, you know, he doesn't look like he eats a lot or all the time. And he's sort of, he looks a little bit, he's supposed to look a little drugged out because part of the Witcher's thing is he takes these special drugs to fight these magical creatures. But I will say, other than the fact that it's like, it looks like Geralt ate another Geralt, he, they are nailing a lot of the things about the show. Like even to the point where he's fighting a creature at the end of the trailer and it shows like his eyes become a different color because it's, it's like, okay, they are respecting the source material. But not enough to pay the original author. No, I think this is the thing that's based on the books. I think this is paying the author. I, I thought there was some dispute there that they did settle, so mm. you're not wrong. Mm. Okay, but they they were trying to do it without I it. See. Oh boy, I see. Mm-hmm. Well, that has been it for our. The VJ Hollywood section. You'll never work in this town again. So, (laughs) that sounded a little too Dennis Miller. I was going more of Um, a Sammy Davis Jr. Thank you. Oh, that was, there you go. Yeah, babe. Yeah, babe. Yeah, babe. Um, So, as was rumored, uh, there is a new, sort of a new Switch model to follow up, you know, on our recent news about the upcoming Switch Lite, which is the handheld only uh, Nintendo Switch model. There is oh. there is kind of a revised version of the Switch. Man, the that shit Switch. is, this shit is fucked up. Yes. Well, here's what's crazy about it. So it's, it's the same price as the Switch. Everything's the same except, you know, and this happens all the time with consoles where they, they basically make some improvements to the hardware. I think it uses a different processor chip that. No, this, this doesn't happen all the time with consoles. Does. Well, here's yeah. the thing. They use, they use a different, they, it does though. Consoles all the time get like revised. They, they swap out their insides over the life of a console. But in this case, Nintendo's sort of marketing it on their website. So it's this modified version. And here's what's fucked up. So one of the things they touted about the Switch Lite is that it has a better battery life. It, it has a three to seven bat- hour battery life as opposed to the original Switches, two and a half to six and a half hours. By the way, they, they and this is being announced on the 30th anniversary, 3010 this week, of uh, the uh, Game Boy. Hmm. Like right when we thought the uh, Nintendo Portable was dead, they announced the Switch. The Switch Lite will be out. So, um, so here's the thing: this crazy. this new Switch variation and. Here's the only way you can tell the, the difference. The Switch's model number, the original Switch, is HAC-001. This one's model number is HAC-001-01. But here's what's fucked up. It has a four and a half to nine hour battery life, which basically means it has a better battery life 
than the new Switch Lite they just announced. Yeah. Like, what? but I mean, it's, it is the new because it's. I, I think it's because they were able to change the guts with the new Nvidia chip they were able to put in. Because like, I think the technology, like the chip that's coming in, because. I was looking up something, I think, on Tested somewhere, but, like, the the chip that they can put in is actually, like, graphically, like, way better than where the Switch is right now. Like, you could actually overclock it, and it can make look, games look, like, tremendously better. So, we're... we're right, like, right. But, but they... But they don't... They don't overclock right. it, and that's how they save on battery cycles. It's just a more energy-efficient right. chip. Yeah, and the, the weird thing... Um, that I needed clarification on, and, and, and everyone else might know this, uh, is that to reclassify it as like the Switch Plus would have been this massive like undertaking yeah. with the FCC, and like and that's just in America. So like they had to try and file a patent to be like, no, no, it is the same system but with more modern components. Even though like in in any other era, you would promote that this is better than the old Switch, but this is going to ship in the exact same box. And Nintendo had to clarify which you like not UPC number, but you know model what I'm saying. Number. Which yeah. there's a there's a model number on the back that will like that like don't buy this. Well, it's that's <laughs> like if you want up. to get the one with better battery life and the better chip and the better hardware, like look on the back because the box will look exactly but the that's same. What's, it's a bit like PSVR when they did that the HDMI pass through thing with that's that true. revised that's version. True. It's and it's like normally though. So here's the thing, like. You sort of have to go out there and acknowledge that it's happening, but you don't want to advertise it too much because you don't want to – you don't want people to stop buying the Switches that are currently right. on right. shelves, right? You don't want them to seem like, oh, this is this shitty option. The thing that sucks is like – so we are aware of it. We're – you know, we're kind of gamers. We pay attention to this stuff. It's like the dad whose kids send him to Target to buy the new Switch. He's not going to know, and so these kids might end up with like the – it's not It's not a, a bad console but like the the worst version of the switch as it were if he gets the old one because you know they're not going to discount it it's still going to be the I same think, price uh, yep. yeah I, I think be the, the same price the move that would work and not to say that this won't happen but the through the work will as soon as you you know that skew comes out you take the old skews out um that would be the thing here's what's going to happen is pawn shops will know which one you're trying to send in, and that's where you'll see the big <laughs> price discrepancy. <laughs> the great equalizer, pawn, pawn Dude, shops. Pawn shops, and, nope, pawn sorry. shops. If you go in there with a game system, oh, they know all of this. They're like, oh no, this one is blah, blah, blah. I can't do, I can only do like $4 uh, for that. So, yeah. Sidebar, I was uh, re-listening to some old 30 for 30 podcasts. I don't know why I just gave them a free plug, but they were talking about the World Series of Poker. And one of the saddest things I ever heard was one of the filmmakers talking about this casino they were filming in. They had a pawn shop in the casino for gamblers to go pawn off like their jewelry so they could keep gambling. Is that sad or is that a a, – Yeah, it's weird. We don't regulate that. That's a genius business uh, proposition. Keep that money Mm in-house, baby. Uh, so, so yeah, there is that new version of the Switch out there. If you do want to get that one, look for the version that has the extra Dash 01 on the model number. That is the preferred Switch at this point. No news on when that would, would be hitting shelves or anything like that. So just if you're in the market for a Switch and you want to get the regular version, not the light, uh, that's the one to look out for. Uh, another thing to look out for, Nintendo is experiencing some Joy-Con woes. Um, so... At first, Ooh, I want to talk about this so bad. Has has any one of us experienced so, the drift? So I have not experienced the drift, Me but neither. I have a 
I talked about it in a recent show. I have a dead spot in one of my Joy-Con analog sticks that just when I try to press press down mm-hmm. or up, as I like to call it, because I'm inverted. Um, it doesn't register a lot of the time, and so it had like this broken dead spot to the point where I had to go buy one of those aftermarket Hori uh, Joy Cons that doesn't have as cool this cool stuff in it, but it has a D pad, which is awesome, um, and and that works. But like apparently, a lot of people are having this issue where basically what's happening is the Joy Con is registering as if you're pressing on the analog stick when you have stopped pressing on it and so it's called Joy Con drift and that it's like you're drifting in certain directions um but at first it was just a few people but now there are enough people so that uh, people are bringing a class action lawsuit against Nintendo mm-hmm. um and now i saw some recent reports it's uh it's been rumored that nin- Nintendo has issued kind of a directive internally Go ahead and fix these for yeah. free, because normally, like a Joy-Con repair ticket costs like sixty bucks, which or like maybe maybe that's too high. Maybe it's like no, forty no, it bucks. Was, or it was it was fucking absurd. It was forty dollars, and you can get a new one for fifty. You can get two so new could, ones like, for could, like, sixty. Go to the post office, put it in a box, and then save ten dollars and wait yeah. six months. Yeah, or you can just get a new one. Yeah. So so. Yeah, but they are doing it free now. So. Yeah, the repair will. I don't. I don't. I don't think Nintendo has actually announced that, but that is the rumor that they kind of have an internal policy like if people put in tickets for this, go ahead and fix it, which is a nice thing to do. But it, this does imply there's there's some sort of weird design flaw with that analog stick. What I've heard is um, it's something to do with there's there's dust that can easily get in and affect the sensors in that stick. And so it might be something as simple as that. Hopefully they will come up with a fix and hopefully that fix will apply. Now here's here's something I just thought of. We talked about the switch light. That has the Joy-Cons built into the system. So if this happens to that stick, do you have to send your whole system in? Like that would suck. I, I would think it wouldn't happen to that kind of stick though, right? Like that's the I, I don't know the if they've made any it. changes to the design of the stick though. Uh so it's something to keep an eye on, but if you are experiencing issues with your Joy-Con, you may want to check, and it might be worth it now to go on Nintendo's site and put in for a repair, because apparently they will help you out and might fix that for free. Um, so here's someone that I know doesn't fix things for free very often. Uh, GameStop is in the news. Uh, they are... They've been having some hard times, let's just say that, and um, they have new management, and they're now experimenting with different stores and and trying new things, which, to be honest, is sort of nice to hear, because, okay, here's the thing, so I'm assuming we've all been into GameStops uh, fairly recently, within the last couple months. Oh, no. You mean the pop store? I have weaned myself off of GameStop. I have not been to a GameStop in about two years now. Well, well, okay. Well, then you're in for a treat, TL, because other than the fact that, as as Chris mentioned, they're more like pop figure stores or toy stores now, uh, the actual layout hasn't changed very much in a GameStop. It's still – it's the old GameStop you remember. You go in. There's games lining the walls. You have kind of the, the, the wall of – New releases, and then there's also used games mixed in there. None of that has really changed. It's just the store has been overtaken by toys and pop figures and t-shirts and more gaming memorabilia. Um, so they're trying new things. So they're partnering with a design firm to create what they're calling streamlined GameStop stores with, quote, a unique layout and purpose. Uh, so these stores are supposed to introduce new ways for shoppers to try games before they buy them, 
which is nice to hear because I don't know about you, but I don't think I've ever seen a working demo kiosk in a GameStop. There's always something broken. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a while. It's been a while since I've seen a working one. I know, I know. I was talking to my buddy how I lust after, like, SNES and kiosk and that giant Game Boy display, but, like, they never worked either. Yeah, no, no. They they were total dog shit displays. Um, Yeah, Uh, some of the the store concepts they're going to experiment with will revolve around competitive gaming and the and feature like homegrown e-leagues is what they're saying uh some will focus exclusively on retro games and hardware uh you can imagine some would probably focus on toys and pop figures and all that as well um so these are going to be pilots uh pilot program they're going to be in select markets they didn't say where they'll be tested or when they'll first open or even if they'll be in the u.s but it's just nice to see them trying something because quite honestly they need to try something it's a little. It's a little too late. Like it just seems like um, even even ten years ago, the idea of being able to like try a game before you. Well, you know what? Demos have fallen off too, especially on on a first and second party level. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, maybe maybe it does. Maybe it does have more of a purpose. But like I like, why didn't you do this ten years ago? Why weren't you able to play a brand new amazing game? Undeniably great. I game think it's a combo of a lot of factors. In I, a store. I think they were still reliant on a business model on on the used game business, and they didn't. They well, didn't well, have I, to it, rely on this. From from what I from what I know about the situation, like if there was a kiosk in a GameStop store, it's because someone paid to put the key, the kiosk in there, and. Yep. The, if there are there's yeah, entire like, parts of your marketing budget that are for yeah, it's, you, you, even when you walk into a blockbuster, they're like playing. They would play a new movie. Like you should rent this. It's good. What is this? Ah, it's right here. It's for rent. Um, <laughs> right. It not not the one I worked at that, by the way. Ever. All that fucking thing played was a loop of Dave Matthews Band songs and uh, other other trailers. Like you should rent Shrek. I too. swear to you, one summer, I it's just like the blockbuster loop. It. Every 45 minutes to hear the same thing. I know Brett talks about the Toys R Us music loop. This was terrible because it was, yeah, all I heard was Dave Matthews Band, uh, clips from Crash mixed in with new movie releases and trailers from the late 90s. Oh, it was glorious but terrible at the same time. Other, other than this, you've had all the best jobs, man. <laughs> I, yes. I mean, hey, everyone has to work at Blockbuster sometime in their life. I guess anyone in my generation. Uh, I, I applied 40 times and never got the job. But I, but I do have uh, fun memories of having sex with someone in a blockbuster outfit, and it's 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 bizarre. You want to talk nostalgia? <laughs> Captain Marvel must have been a weird viewing experience for you then. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was. It's very strange, like having sex in a blockbuster, and and that that that's my nostalgia. Mm. Uh, so <laughs> I don't know how we got here from GameStop, but yeah, GameStop <laughs> trying new things. Uh, they've seen better days. Uh, you know, a lot of this. We, I think, is, is mostly we know it's caused by the shift to digital. Uh, you, Chris just mentioned he's got Game Pass. He can just go and download a game at any time that, like, before you'd have to either find your old box copy or, God forbid, go out to, like, a GameStop and buy a used copy if you wanted to play Gears 4. It's like, nah, now I just I got this service. I can do it. And even the purpose, like, I go into a GameStop anytime I can, anytime I can justify mm-hmm. it. And, like, because it's a good read of the zeitgeist. Because, like, even if you're, like, what game, what are, what are people talking about in there? Are there kids in there? Are they wearing a shirt? But more for me, it's like, um, like, are there statues and cool shit? Cause like, I, I, last time I was in a GameStop, my car was being repaired and I couldn't go anywhere. Uh, and, and like, I just had, I said to the woman, there are, there are more toys being produced for things I like than ever in history. 
from and I and I love yeah. that. And, and then like I'm like, oh shit! Here's a fucking Kingdom Hearts statue. Oh, a Sonic and Tail statue. Five hundred dollars. Go fuck yourself. Oh. Get out of here. Like they were so expensive. They, they were so outrageous. Like, five hundred. You know, if you sold it that too, though, you will get all of three dollars though. So that's what <laughs> yes, is yes. really great. We'll about buy it that. back from you for thirty-five bucks. That sounds about right. <laughs> yes, thank you, Mark. That does sound about right. Uh, so yeah, that is all the news that is fit to play. And now it is time for our community segment, which, as always, is say it with me. Segmenting our community. Uh, last week's question of the week, what do you see as a game where your favorite series really hit its stride, and, and why do you think it hit it there? Uh, so TL, you weren't with us last week, uh, what, what's your answer? So I was actually going to do a video response until you said, hey, you want to come on? And I was like, oh, sure. Uh, because I am in the minority on this, but I think my favorite, one of my favorite uh, game franchises is Paul Rapper the Rapper, and I think oh. Paul Rapper the Rapper 2 is the best game in the series. That is the hottest take ever, and I don't trust you at all. Um, I think it's really great. I think the song's really great. I think it actually creates that formula that does it really well. There's a multiplayer mode to it. Um, there's like an endless mode. I think it's really great. Um, yeah, Paw Rapper the Rapper 2. I think it's the the best game in that series, and I really hope they do a second one of that of that franchise. I really, I mean, a third one of that franchise. I really do. A rap? Wow. But the thing is, like, that's the thing, is it It might have hit its stride there, but then it just stopped, right? It did, but he went off and made Major Miners, Majestic, whatever, bullshit, like... Very good. I really just want another Paw Rapper the Rapper. I've, I've actually wanted one for years. Are you saying Paw Rapper the Rapper? Yes. Paw Rapper the Rapper. It's, it's Paw Rapper. Paw Rapper. It's Paw Rapper. <laughs> <laughs> You sounds like you're saying Paul Rapper. It sounds like you're saying Paul Bear. You need to go to talk to Paul Rapper. <laughs> He's down there at the end of the farm. He raps so well, we all had to move to a different city. <laughs> go talk to Paul Rapper. He can predict the weather with his raps. He can. can get that from here. <laughs> by gum. It's Paul Rapper the Rapper. Always... He's spitting bars over there by gum. It is Paul Rapper the Rapper. <laughs> Chris, are you hearing this? Is this just me? Like, Yes. <laughs> Because because you're saying because Matt is saying parappa, and it sounds like TL is saying pa rapper. Yes, like he's I'm the saying... dad. He's not the dad of parappa. Although that would be a perfect name if he did have a dad. I mean, he does have a dad. His dad's in, in, in both games, but it's pa rapper, pa rapper, pa rapper, rapper. Paul rapper's out there <laughs> spitting fire. Be sure to build the fence super high. The yearling will get in and eat the whole crop this season. I don't, I don't even know what to tell you, Tia. I don't know what to say. Like, is, I, I'm just loving it. I don't know. Uh, See, okay, well, is it you. any weirder than, is it weirder than people say Mario? Mario's obviously wrong. Mario's All those people wrong. are dead, Tia. You're alive. <laughs> <laughs> I don't oh. know. Paul Rapper. All right. Um, all right, anyway, uh, from Vinci Game Apocalypse. Hi, Rap- Paul Rapper Insurance. <laughs> <laughs> Been in an accident? Uh, you may have a claim called Paul Rapper. Uh, so from our responses, uh, first to respond at VigiGameApocalypse.com, Laser Time Rules says, One of my favorite series of all time, Ace Attorney, hit its stride, thankfully, 
with the first game. Wow. A bit with the... He's being very technical. A bit it being a remake of its GBA version. Because it hit its stride... In America... It hit its stride in America on its right, first game. Right, Because it hit its stride with part mm-hmm. one, it was able to set the foundation for future games and the payoff in the third game just epic. Uh, part one did a good job of establishing Phoenix, Edgeworth, uh, Maya... Is it Maya or Mia? Uh, and future games fleshed them out. I, I'm not going to answer because apparently I'm saying Paul Rapper wrong, so whatever. <laughs> still saying it. And it's both – I'll answer. It's both Maya and Mia. Uh, oh. We'll get there. Okay. So it depends on mm-hmm. who's localizing, I suppose, huh? Or what age they are. I don't want to talk about these games anymore. Their fans are awful. <laughs> mm. Except Laser Time Rules. Laser Time Rules rules. Yeah. yeah. I guess I'll get the next one. Uh, sure. Soren7550 says, I would have to say Pokemon Gold slash Silver. As they not only fixed a bunch of problems in the first gen had, such as psychic types being super OP, being difficult to get once you beat all the trainers and ugly as hell Pokemon sprites, okay, uh, but they introduced a bunch of mechanics that are core to the series, such as breeding, Pokemon League contests, trainers that you can rematch that aren't the Elite Four, held items, and so forth. Um, as a Pokemon expert, um, I agree <laughs> to a degree. Um, I think if people, because they did that re-release of Pokemon uh, Gold and Silver recently um, on the 3DS on that, well, not recently, what two years ago? Uh, Soul well, Silver. That was like no, no, no. So six that, years yeah, ago. that's what I'm going to say. So the Gold and Silver they did it in the virtual console, but actually, if you get a chance to play Heart Gold or Soul Silver. That may be the definitive way of playing like Pokemon Gold and Silver, um, because it po- Gen Three actually fixed a lot of the problems in that s- series, including how Pokemon level up. And that game is the best version of both of those aspects. I'm sorry, but all I can think of is you saying Saul Silver instead of Soul Silver right now. Okay, <laughs> call Saul Jesus. Silver. <laughs> Better call Saul Silver. <laughs> I said Soul Silver. Damn I know, it! I know you did. I know you did. But I was almost disappointed that you did. Uh, Chris, you want to get the next? His one? name is Paul Rapper the Rapper. Damn it! it. <laughs> Paul Rapper. <laughs> he may. He's married to Ma Rapper. <laughs> they both just rip, rap, rap. They're all on the farm all hey, day. Gino, I'm a Paul Rapper guy. <laughs> I, <laughs> I quit. <laughs> I quit. Jesus, thanks for letting me get out a yearling reference, for fuck's sake. (laughs) Jesus. Uh, Okay. Um, JD Buffington says uh, regarding uh, Quish of the Week, I think up to the point, God of War, Chains of Olympus was a high point. Uh, What? And it turned toward the serious uh, when I had to button mash to abandon his daughter, Calliope. Uh, I legit felt bad and actually let the game sit so uh, he could have a moment with his Aww. daughter. Is that the PSP I version? think that's the PSP game, yeah. That is the PSP yeah, game. You're the, you're the one. You're the one who played that. He's the one. Isn't that the one where I think he goes and finds his brother, too? There's a lot of family moments in that one. Or maybe it's his, I think his mom as well. Anyway. Uh, all right. From the official Laser Time Facebook community, uh, Dan Strothman says, First off, I want to thank Chris for giving Max Payne 3 some love on the show. It still has the most satisfying shooting mechanics of any game. Any game, really? And it's a shame it's stuck on last-gen consoles. Uh, as for game series hitting their stride, I got to go with Mass Effect 
too. Agreed. I've started the first game multiple times but never progressed more than a few hours due to annoying mechanics, Mako missions, and long-ass elevator rides. It's their loading screen. Uh, the second one improved all those things, made combat an absolute blast, and has some of the best writing in any game. I've played through ME2 and 3 seven times. Whoa! In fact, I just played the last mission of ME3 last night. Uh, the third one has better combat than the second, but the second stands as the best of the series for melding the great world building and riding of the first with a fun combat system of shooting and using squad powers together in such a creative way. Uh, the less said about Andromeda, the better. You're the one okay, who brought so it I up. Have two points, I have two points I want to bring up about this. One, Andromeda is a pretty okay game. We need to stop the slander. It's fine. It's just not your. It's not your. It's not your shooter. Your Mass Effect shooter that you want, which is your other point. You just wanted to play a shooter. I maintain Mass Effect One's a good game, but it's an RPG. Mass Effect Two makes uh, it more of a shooter. I, I will. I will continue to maintain. I. I had so many corrupted saves in Mass Effect One. It was the pre EA buyout. It was clunky and I think. I, I loved it, but like it, it was broken. Yeah, it was yeah. it was a broken game. I, I love that game. Uh, I didn't mind so much of the clunkiness with the Mako missions and all that stuff. But he's absolutely right that really that series two is many people regard two, and I'm included in this. Two is the best one in that series. No, no, really I'm good. not. I'm not arguing two is the best one, but I don't think three is better than one. Um, but also, three had the thing where halfway through my game, it reset everything back to level one when I was halfway through the game. So I really don't like three because that, of that. That might so. explain some of your feelings. Must have not been three, playing yeah. the app. Yeah. yeah. Well, but in three, I played so much of its multiplayer. I'll always call it better than <laughs> one. Uh, Dean D- Dean Daytree says, as a former as a former competitive fighting game community member, oh. I have to give it up to the third iteration of the third game in the Street Fighter series. Yes, Street Fighter Three Third Strike. This game sort of changed everything. It in- introduced dashing, retreating, high jumps, quick recovery, as well as super arts, which became staples of future Street Fighter games. It also had a, ver- a parry system, which, if you didn't know what that yeah. is. Watch the most famous fighting game community clip of all time, Evil Moment 37, specifically of that year. Um, the third strike iteration was obviously the magnum opus of the three series, so that's the one that gets loved. The game is so good that it's still played in tournaments and get remastered every few years, even with the multiple installments have come after it. Uh, in my opinion, this is the best Street Fighter game ever made, possibly one of the best fighting games ever made, period. Mm. I love Third Strike. I don't know if it's the best Street Fighter game. I'm just glad he clarified which Street Fighter game that was, that it's the third game from the third game in the series of the third games, because I'm like, I'm sorry, I still can't yeah. keep up with Street Fighter naming conventions. It's like, that's like the 50th Street Fighter. <laughs> oh, okay, so look. That was some new math right there, dude. Back then, they didn't have updates that you can do to the system. But, so Third Strike, I think Third Strike is a very strong game. It is bust, there's some busted elements to Third Strike as well. Like, let's, like, let's not put it on a pedestal. The best fighting game is, like, the final version of Street Fighter 4. That's the best Street Fighter game. Um, I, I, I love Street Fighter 4 Arcade Edition, and that game is really fucking good. Uh, I think you mean Ultimate. <laughs> alright, alright. Uh, and then finally, Connor Wade says, as much as I love Saints Row 2 and played it to high hell, 
The series didn't truly embrace its apeshit balls to the wall action until the third game. Something about doing wrestling moves to guys in hot dog costumes while being dressed as a toilet carrying a double ended <laughs> dildo as Machine Head by Bush plays in the background. Breathe in, breathe out! Uh, makes me truly happy that I am alive. It was truly better than the rest. <laughs> There's nothing, yeah, nothing makes you feel more alive than, uh, than a little Machine Head by Bush. It is. <laughs> My my Siri just says I don't know how to respond to that. It it is the best Bush song, and that's that's like saying like the the best food at Denny's. It's it's <laughs> never mind. I'm about to say don't slander, don't slander Denny's. Ah, it's oh it's dude, no I was there the other night, but Denny's is fine. Yeah, Waffle House is the shit. It earns its reputation. And if you're a wrestler and you want to be on the road, you all know you go to Waffle House. Yeah, yeah. If you want to, if you want to be Randy Savage, start trouble and not get arrested. Oh Waffle yeah, House, bring it to the watch. I'm going into Waffle House, make it smother this ride. Oh yeah, I said egg whites. Yeah. You know what the shit kept? That's mush. I'm really proud of us for not started. going with the most obvious cup of coffee. Yeah. Yeah, five creams, two sugars, no sauce. Yeah. I don't want any sauce with it. Yeah. That was really good, man. This is a real recommendation. There's a hidden menu. You get a Philly cheesesteak omelet with double the cheese. It's there all day. All right, you know it's less than five bucks. We're just going to do a Patreon-exclusive show where all we do is imitate Randy Savage because I would love that, uh, and that would only be found at Patreon.com. It's this late the show, and I've been drinking, and I, I have to say this. I, 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 I eat Waffle House breakfast far too often, I'd like to admit. Um... There's a woman who works at the Waffle House who's the hottest woman I've ever seen, and it's just like, I want to know your story. Oh, Elizabeth, I see you working at that Waffle House. Yeah, you order up my hash and you get it ready. So I just want to, I just want to say, Elizabeth, yeah, can you just dig it and get the eggs? Yeah, because I want it and I need well, it. Well, it's because everybody else at Waffle House either just got out of prison who has been or has been a waitress since 1972. I've seen a lot of Waffle House waitresses, but you're the cream of the crop. I really hate doing that voice because it literally kills my voice. It hurts, man. It hurts so bad. That's why That's why Macho Man is better than Jesus Christ. His life seemed harder. And he sacrificed yes. for us. Yeah. A new question of the week. Ship your two favorite game characters and imagine their kid. What would they be like? So I will go really quickly. Um, for me, it's got to be Nathan Drake. Uh, and Lara Croft, and they would make the ultimate Tomb Raider slash Explorer slash Indian. They'd basically just, it'd be Indiana Jones. They would make Indiana Jones, but he would also be a psychopathic killer. Yes. I'm going to say, um, uh, the girl from Gone Home and the Indian from Custer's Revenge. TL? Uh, Mario and Wario, they make a baby. It is James <laughs> Yo. <laughs> That's, that is my answer. James Yo. See, you don't know my plight. Uh, those noses are too big to actually get into smooch. Uh, all right. What would the offspring of your two favorite game characters be like? Let us know at vidigameapocalypse.com. Uh, comment under episode number 326. Or hit us up at the official LaserTime Facebook community. I will have a post there where you can answer. Or hit us up on Twitter at VG Apocalypse. That's been our show. Let's go out with some plugs. Chris? Yeah, yeah, this week on Patreon.com slash LazerTime, talking to Tyler Wild, in addition to over 100 movie commentaries and more stuff coming soon. Hopefully some new shows for you. Uh, and, and this week on, on LazerTime, we're talking comic, we're talking, in, it, because Comic-Con's over, cons. How old is the nature of the 
convention or the Comic Con. Uh, we have all that information for you in addition to cons you might not have ever heard of and find out in that episode where you can see people getting their assholes tattooed okay. <laughs> and possibly live streamed. Um, yeah, that's, that's my highlight from that episode. And 30, 2010 this week, two episodes, super fun. Uh, Kids in the Hall premieres, and then there's, uh, we've been making a bunch of wrestling jokes, and I'm just gonna plug, a, a, the most amazing Mad TV WCW crossover ever. Boom. TL? Uh, PNB.com, yeah, PNB.com is where you listen to me, Kayla Zumbaum, Dylan Tyranny, and Robert Beach as we talk about video games, life, and all the things with it, yeah. Alright, and as always, uh, you can check us out at VigiGameApocalypse.com, uh, check out the official Laser Time Facebook community, or hit us up on Twitter, at VGApocalypse, and of course, if you want to follow me personally, I am at Maddie C. Allen. That's been our show, thanks for joining us everyone, we'll see you next week! I'm running shit this week. We're doing it my way. It's my way. My way or the highway. Or the highway. Chill. This is off to a bad start.